You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. Time for unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week, the final throws of August, the final days of August 2021 is where you find us on a Monday morning. Um, I always, I always plan like earlier in the week to do like the housekeeping shit like oi go follow us here and do this and that but I forget every time what it is that I was actually going to say and so I just skip over it so consider this some housekeeping that makes no sense uh we do have some t-shirts going on sale this is housekeeping that just came to me we're doing a collab with bloke in a bar they drop Wednesday the beers soon shirts they're fucking cool uh so keep your eyes and ears peeled Wednesday 6pm Locomobile.com, I believe, is where they will be sold. Edward, how are you? I'm well. Good housekeeping. Pretty yeah, good on top of that. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pump for 6pm Wednesday night. Yep. Gonna be the greatest uh, shirt drop all time. Mm. So I wouldn't want to miss that. No. Just saying. Wouldn't want to miss it. No. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all we're saying. New setup here. New setup. Uh, why? New we're setup. just trying something new. We obviously sat on this couch when we did the live stream, which was received with critical acclaim. And I've got to tell you, I like it. I vibe it. And it feels right. We also have the use of... A table. A big table that we may start dropping shit onto. It hasn't been dressed yet. But we have, we have accumulated merchandise not merchandise just trinkets yeah trinkets trinkets over the years trinkets that mean a hell of a lot to tom and i Mm. and trinkets that we want to start showing off again our baggy Um, grains baggy grains the fucking the pipe layers trophy of the week alex ironside memorial big poppy pipe layer of the week award good memory used to be given out weekly well look it used to be given out weekly we were disappointed by people's pipe laying efforts so it's been put on ice but it still can be awarded Uh, we've also got a plaque that was made for some reason for us. I can't remember exactly, but it was just a beautiful quote. Can't remember why or but, who by or no, when. But it got him a baggy green. It definitely got him a baggy green. Uh, and again, some other trinkety shit, but things that mean a hell of a lot to us. Hell and of a to lot. to the Hello Sport community who have been with us for a very long time. Obviously, there's some new people on board, but, you know, all these things, you know, uh, you we've also out. we've got test jerseys and shit as well. That's it. We've got. Oh, sorry. We have fucking merino wool test cricket vests. Thanks to our good friend Steve Socko Keith. Uh, he got his parents show. to send them to us. Yeah, literally like a test sweater. Yeah, yeah. We got his merino to get them down from the fucking attic and, and mail them to us. We've got them. Yeah, we wear them sometimes. We do. And coming into summer, we'll be wearing them again. We also have a New South Wales. Merino wool uh, shield vest that was stolen from a kit bag of one of the New South Wales players by a very uh, brave punter and dribbler who was just laying his laying it all on the line for the show. We laid it on the line for the show because he wanted to get a baggy green, and, and I think he got one. He did get one, and I believe his name was Tom, but I can't remember. But shout out to him anyway. That's again. These are the things, sort of things we got laying around. The last dribble. The last dribble. Now which, I don't know where we is, that, but well, I think you put it in front of the. Ooh, I don't mind that. Just lean it up there with the gazes. Yeah, 100%. It's fucking beautiful. I was looking at it the other day. It's in my cupboard yeah, collecting dust. Yeah. Uh, I blew the dust off out of respect and then placed it back in there to gather once more. But it's in good nick. We also have 
a thousand dollars worth of butter menthols, which are one hundred percent still for Kelly Slater. People think like, oh, we just because obviously, and I mean, again, if you're new here, obviously a lot of people go back and they listen to the old ones, but. We've been in correspondence with Kelly Slater for about a year and a half now about getting him on. He's very uh, flighty. He's committed to us on multiple occasions and then just ghosted the fuck out of us. But we have heard from people that know Kelly that this is the way he operates. He's a very universe sort of guy, like when the stars align, it'll just happen. We should reach out to Kelly again. Yeah, we will. When was the last time you... I reckon I DM'd him a month or so ago and he responded. He was like, yeah, dude, let's fucking... Which is ridiculous because... You have Kelly Slater replying to you, you're like, okay. Uh, but then normal proceedings continue and then he goes <laughs> to you on the day that you say that you're going to do it. But initially when we were getting Kelly on, he said he couldn't. He was keen to do it, but he had about a sore throat. So we crowdfunded $1,000 worth of butter menthols to send to him to help his sore throat. He then we, left the country. He then left the country, didn't tell us. Given it was COVID, we thought we would hang on to the butter menthols until he returns. Until he returns. Because he loves it down here. He's always in he's, Australia. Well, he's got a fucking house in Palmy, I think. Uh, Deal. But if anyone thought that we were just going to... Eat them? No. Eat the butter menthols that were, you know, fucking crowdfunded by the punter and the dribbler, you, you're damn fool that's not what we do here this is these these are not our butter menthols they're kelly slater's you are wrong look obviously on the face of it you go who's got the butter menthols tom's got the butter menthols he's probably likely to eat them i can see that train of thought but not when i'm mr fit 2021 you've only just become mr fit the concern probably was in the last year you you would have been i've been gnawing away at it yeah because it's basically like a thousand dollars worth of just sugar in my cupboard that i could just be you know sucking are they basically just sugar the butter menthol dave could you please look that up what, I would say they are. What's made? Is there how much butter's in there? I'd say very little. I'd say that there's a buttery taste, but there may be no butter at all. You reckon they're not? I mean, that's surely misleading. Oh yeah, look, but I mean, you know, I think they don't even really help a sore throat. Now that we're being honest. Um. So. Uh. So the active ingredients are menthol. There's no one shit. milligram sodium ascorbate. Um. And it says also contains sugars, milk products, soya bean products. And so the milk so product yeah. is probably how they're justifying the butter. Yeah. But it's not exactly, it's not like a stick of butter in there. Well, I know. And I think that would help putting mm. a stick of butter in. But anyway, that's by the by. That's by the by. We've got all this shit. We've got all this around. shit. But I, I think we bring the butter menthols in, in a big Perspex glass case. Yes. So that everyone can see them. It doesn't need to be Perspex. It could probably just be plastic. Isn't Perspex plastic? Don't know. I think it is. Okay. It's a form of it anyway. Sure. See-through plastic perspex isn't something... It's not something flashy. Like, Good. it's not some... I'm not saying let's spend a shitload of money on a fucking case for butter menthols. Yeah, yeah. Far from it. I was just, Yeah, I was just clarifying. No, no, that's fine. I get it. You got you to gotta think like that because maybe daddy would, but <laughs> daddy wouldn't. Perspex is essentially the same thing as acrylic. There you go. Acrylic? Like acrylic nails, I guess. That's the only thing I think of when yeah, I Yeah, but acrylic. I'm thinking of acrylic nails now. It's compl- completely thrown me. It's just thick see-through plastic. The just same think of it as, that way. Same as plexiglass, it says. There plexiglass? There same, same's ritzy. Plexiglass <laughs> is ritzy. That's ritzy as fuck. <laughs> that is so ritzy. Ple- plexiglass is, you know, that's almost a bit too highbrow for us. That if, mate. We probably just need some cellophane. I think we, yeah. Plexiglass is Cellophane very highbrow. sticks. Yeah, very highbrow. We just build this thing ourselves. We might. We um, might. 
speaking of uh, fitness, Eddie, and where I'm at from a fitness perspective, um, I was buoyed to see that during my recent, uh, you know, quest to lose 10 kilos in three months that some fucking dribbler caught me down at uh, Clavelli Beach fucking hitting the pads. <laughs> hitting the fucking pads. Dave, hitting? can you get that video up? Do you reckon he's hitting the right word? <laughs> not really, dude. <laughs> not really. It's not. It's tapping lightly. Tapping lightly on the pads. Tapping light and, uh, and also not tapping very well. Um, look, in, in terms of an, a single piece of evidence as to why I love the fucking community of the punters and dribblers so much, this video might capture it better than any. But I was in bed last night. I didn't see... Because I, I only saw it once it had been up for like hours. And I was in bed and I was... Um, I didn't see it until you told me it was there at like 11 o'clock. So anyway, listen. First things first... Shout out to Josh, who's my trainer, and shout out to Bronte Blueys, which is this basically this training that he runs. So if you check out Bronte Blueys on Instagram, hit him up and he will train you. Just so you know, I've lost seven kilos in the first month. You've lost seven? I've lost seven. Have you? Yeah, I'm 97. Oh, so you're going to fucking... From 104. You'll clean this up. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm now like... Surely you'll lose three kilos in, in fucking... Two months. Two months. Well, because today's and officially one month without booze. Nice, bro. And I'm not actually going to start drinking again either. Like, as in, not never again, but I'm not like, oh, fuck, sick, let's go back and smash piss. Anyway, this is all self-indulgent by the byery. Um, pause it. Pause it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we train down at Clavelli, and there's, like, paths that go along around the beach bit. Yep. Every time we train there, I fucking always see dudes walk past and like we're not i don't i like there's no i don't know for certain that there are dribblers who have noticed me except for one guy yesterday i saw wearing a punters and dribblers hat but you just see some some dudes around the sort of age like double take or smile as they go past and i'm like fuck i bet that's some dribbler who's just noticed me like you know or like i just knew it was a it was only a matter of time before a video like this emerged <laughs> of some dribbler fucking seeing me and he's just gonna how do you are you gonna keep going down there well listen eddie i mean i didn't know that you and i were too big to train publicly now <laughs> but are you gonna are you gonna no nah, fuck it i don't care mate yeah. this is funny i'm so i'm going. just like the punter and the dribble if you want to see tom in action you want yeah. to see him in the flesh get down to clavelli get down to clavelli what time's he down there uh well this was a what day was this sunday so this was sometime on a sunday i go friday sometime get down there and film me embarrassing myself <laughs> so let's just hit play look <coughs> i have i've seen it now uh, a couple of times hit play dave like you are stuck in mud the footwork the footwork the footwork, the footwork is ella was like his feet don't move no the whole time no. i'm like yeah i know it's hilarious no i mean so <laughs> the part of the reason for being on the sand is for the shin swims but like also what's great in the video is just the horrible timing i've got <laughs> like i'm fucking missing <laughs> <laughs> I was You know what's funny though as well Is like I was worse than this Like the, Literally Two weeks ago I'd like I've, I've never done boxing mm. 
And when we first started, like, this was me going like, oh, I'm getting into a bit of a rhythm. <laughs> God, what did you look like? Rhythm, rhythmless. I know, dude, I know. But I was like... I mean, this is fucking. Um, I'm, there's it's just to look. At the end of the day, punters and dribblers, it's elite pad work. It's elite. Pad. Let's call it's, it. Let's call it. It's a man it at the top <laughs> of his game. It's the man at the peak of his powers. At the peak of his powers. And I tell you what, though, I was thinking showing, about this. showing the punter and the dribbler a bit of a bit how of to his do horse, it. Horse. Now, how to do it. If we can get into the comments, there's some fucking yeah. That's good what stuff we wanted to here. do here because the comments is where there's real value. Uh, what, where are we at? Almost 800 likes and 150 comments. Um, I was actually, to be honest, I'm glad that no one got me a couple of weeks ago <laughs> when we had we were doing uh, runs and swims. So we were swimming out like to a certain <laughs> point and then running to the back of the beach and then back out and we did it like five or six times. And I was like, as we, he said we were going to do that, I was like, had this moment of insecurity where I was like, oh, I'm not in great shape. He's and he's in great shape, yeah, Josh. Yeah. And I'm not. And like I'm fucking flabby as shit. And just the <laughs> idea of like my bouncing fucking guts and tits up and down the beach. I was like, fuck, I really don't want to do this. <laughs> Did you wear a rashy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just fucking ripped. I was like, fuck, who gives a shit? But I had a moment of it being like, oh God. I'm so but would I'm, you have liked the security that, that a rashi can no, provide? No, I'd prefer to be seen jogging shirtless than be jogging in a rashi because <laughs> a rashi looks like you're embarrassed by it. I was like, at the end, I just went, fuck it. But so let's just go to the, just go up to the top, Dave. Back where we, so Tate, trainer's hands must have been stinging after that session. <laughs> the <laughs> There's agility. There's got to be a plumber out there willing to take this challenge on. And they're, they're, I mean, any evidence to suggest that I would get the shit kicked out of me in a fight that oh. kind of footwork in the sand is simply beast mode. <laughs> oh, my God. Using the hip shift and the weight. <laughs> I Go back up again, Dave. I see what he means now when he says he imagined himself looking a lot cooler than he actually does. <laughs> oh my that is God. some intense... T- 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 Someone's put Stephen A boxing. That's exactly what I thought of when I saw it. Stephen A's boxing video is fucking embarrassing. Oh my god! Hands <laughs> like feet. The lengths some will go to avoid fixing cupboards. If you have spaces, you best walk the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Holy good. fuck. That's almost the pig of them. Yeah. The Clavelli clobber. <laughs> Shocking day to be a pad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. There's not a safe wet paper bag anywhere. Oh, horrible day to be a pad. Holy shit. Uh, Shin splints clearly down, not a problem on sand. <laughs> Coordination. Um, Dude, holy shit. Always ready for a scrap. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> fucking how slow is he, dude? Holy shit. <laughs> Someone's put that Simpsons uh, footage up where Homer punches the pad and the, fl- the fly. Punches the fly and, and the fly, fly flies, flies away. away. That's so... Tom Birmingham of Rock'em Sock'em... 
robot in, in slow, slow motion, motion fam. Oh my gosh. <laughs> left, Tommy left, right, could not <laughs> Birmingham. <laughs> oh, dude. That's so good. That's so Fuck, I didn't realize it was Tom. Oh, no. So. Oh, God. <laughs> Why does he punch like he's in a dream? <laughs> <laughs> Was oh. this uploaded in slow motion? <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Dude. Anyone with spaces? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the comment section's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Why does it look like oh, he's in a dream? Holy shit. I'm fucking crying. <laughs> Knocking skins <laughs> off custard since 2021. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Bot. 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 Delete them, Dave. Can you? Not right now. I'd pay to see this thick boy throwing haymakers at plumbers in poorly lit RSL. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. I'd get fucking mauled. Bad day to be a grey shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Tom of knee length board shorts, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Stick to dribbling. <laughs> oh my Tom god Tom of SMP Shin Basher Bordy fame <laughs> Oh fuck You love a knee length Bordy That's so fun Oh my god That is so good um, I feel sorry for Josh Who has to fucking stand there And watch me try and hit pads Oh my god um, Anyway thanks to Who was the guy that fucking did it Dave? Who filmed it? That sneaky motherfucker. <coughs> Zach Callahan. Fuck you, Zach. But also, thank you. That was funny. That's um, so good, dude. But yeah, shout out to Josh. I'll put something in the stories of Bronte Blueys. It's fucking good. As I said, it is working. Um, and he does like, he can do like bespoke training shit for you. Send you a fucking... Seven kilos, dude. That's a lot. Yeah. Love that. That's no mucking around. Um, but yeah, so that was my weekend, Eddie. Did you have anything embarrassing happen to you over the weekend? No, not really, man. No. That was fucking funny. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I was in tears last night, man. That was, uh... <laughs> Same. <laughs> I was in bed and Steph was asleep next to me and I was just pissing myself like, oh my God, that is fucking fantastic. <laughs> gotta love it. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, uh, you, you got to be in punters and dribblers. Got to be in there. Yeah, got to be in there. Got to be in there to win it. Which is fucking flying. Flying. Punters and dribblers is flying. Great to see. You um, love to see it. Should we dribble? Or talk some sport, right? Yeah, fuck it. Let's rip in. Punters and dribblers, as always, we are brought to you by the primo betting platform of this great nation of ours, and that's Ned's. Big fans of Neds. We love Neds. They uh, have been huge supporters of us, huge supporters of everything we do over here, and we love them. Now, Eddie, if you're a punter or a dribbler and you want to engage with the community on Neds, how are you doing it? It's very, very simple. Either you can follow Tom and I, it's even Tobler if you're a loser, you can follow our profiles in the Neds profile section, but I think a 
greater use of your time is to join the about even group under groups now the code to get in is dribbler if it's not dribbler it's dribblers forgive me there you can follow all our tips me shebos gurus burmos sometimes tobler but again who cares about him it's a great community environment where we tip winners we tip losers mostly learners losers but sometimes winners that's it shout out to neds now what's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Punters and dribblers, you voted with your, with your mouths, and Good Day has been popular with you all so far. Thank you very much to everyone who has uh, got around it, sampled it, tried it. But there's plenty more to go around, and we, we, we believe in this thing, the daily multivitamin, and we think you all should have a go. There's more gullets to be pounded. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm looking at, if I'm looking at the gullets of this nation, not enough gullets full of good day. That's right. For mine. Well, listen, we see, it, we, we, see, we see gullets that need to be filled, and we are in the business of filling gullets. I'll say this, Ed. We've been on it for a while now, and it helps... Uh, with mental clarity. It helps with energy throughout the day. Uh, it helps with liver cleanliness and function. Which we, I know, health. I know there's a shitload of you that need that. There's I a shitload of you out there. For a fact, you need a good scrub of the internals. Correct. I know that. For we sure. know it. Now, if you already got your own multivitamin that you're taking, don't bother changing. We're not asking you to change. But if you can you, if you want. You can, but you don't have to. But if you do nothing, if you do nothing for your health, then you've got to start somewhere. Now, if it's a run for you, that's great. But your nutritional health is something that we all fucking ignore. Good day is an opportunity for you to make smart decisions. The least you can do is a little good day. Use the code dribblers for 20% off, punters and dribblers. 20% off. It's our gift from us to you. Begoodhealth.com.au. All right, Ed, so there's been a shitload of uh, dribbling yarn from the weekend, predominantly in the world of rugby league. First thing I think that's probably the biggest would be the Latrell Mitchell situation. Would you say that's fair? Look, I think based on my news feeds, Tom, yeah. I'd say that's certainly number one. Um, it's a hell of a yarn. He obviously, if you're living under a rock metaphorical or otherwise it'd have to be a big rock even if you were under a rock yeah. metaphorical or otherwise i'd find it very hard to believe you went around this yarn it's the rock would have to be immense it'd have to be one of the biggest rocks all time you might have to be living under all the roof well it would have to be a rock of such epic proportions tom that since saturday night you haven't had a chance to walk from under it You've, you've, you've existed entirely under the rock since Friday. Like, how far do you reckon you could walk in that time? Well, that's Friday, true, It was yeah. Friday as well. You'd have to be still, even if you that's were... A, that's a good 48 hours of walking. Yeah. How far do you reckon you can cover in 48 hours? Me personally? Probably not Well, like far. the average punter and the, the average, average punter. I mean, 100 Ks, I reckon. That's yeah. a big rock. That's a big rock. It's huge. Yeah. So, assuming that you're still trying to get out from under it, that would be the only way that you wouldn't know that Latrell shouldered Joey Manu right to the dome and crumpled his face. Um, Joey was fucking furious. Joey was fuming, walking on. <laughs> you never see up. that. You don't see that. Which I think 100% has poured petrol on this fucking yarn. Um, and Latrell There would have now, been petrol on this yarn anyway. 100%. But this is now like... Petrol and a flame. So uh, Latrell 
suspended for six weeks, took the early guilty plea, out for the season. Joey Manu, probably out for the season, you would assume, uh, with... Worst ca- best case, he's back, like... For the grand finals, yeah. they make it. De- depressed fractures of the cheekbone, fractured or broken orbital bone. His face is fucked. Um, and as he was walking off, he blew his nose. It's what Cowboy Cerrone did as well against Tony Ferguson, which you're not meant to do because they say there's like an overwhelming feeling to like clear your nose for like pressure, but yeah. it just blew up his eye. There's footage of his eye just going, and that's why it was swelling up. Anyway, he walks off like fucking pissed off at Latrell. I'm just going to come out and say it. Obviously, it's bad and suspension is reasonable. I don't think Latrell's that really a dirty of a player. I don't get that vibe from him. Like, for me, dirty players are like back when Gal and Greg Bird had like pull it stitches in someone's face or like Jared Warrior Hargraves. You know what I mean? Like those players, like Latrell to me, that's an accident. How dirty of a player is he, Dior, while you work away in the background? I'd like to be supported. He plays with mongrel. Shitloads of mongrel. Yeah. Like... Did he get that? Did he get it fucking horribly wrong? Yes, he did. Fucking oath he did. Is it six weeks? Yeah, it is. Am I like Debo that he's not going to be around in finals time? Ripping and tearing? Yeah, because I like watching the best players play. Completely. But no, he shouldn't be playing because he fucking, he got it horribly wrong. But I'm trying to think like people are almost implying that he's done it on purpose. That's what I'm. And I'm like, that's do you believe that? To accuse like that is. Do you believe he was like that? He was like, he was. I think as fucking who was it that uh, Mick Ennis said he was playing with passion, like and and emotion. He got was he got too emotional. Maybe he did. Maybe or maybe he's just going into. But like they were winning hit. But they were winning the game. It wasn't like (coughs) he was trying to put on a hit right against his mate like they're, they're friends or at least they were i don't they, understand they were they were some good mates but that's what i mean i'm like in all to to accuse him of trying to intentionally maim his fucking friend even if they weren't friends to intentionally maim anyone is fucking crazy town to me like that just shows you talk about emotional Accusing someone of that, I feel like you're too emotionally invested in this yarn if you're trying to say to me that Luttrell, there was any intent there from him other than to just put on a big hit, which he got wrong. And then I think Buzz Rothfield of drowning in mayonnaise fame (laughs) said like, he's got a, he's a, could you just, Dave, look up the Buzz Rothfield headline. It's something like about his attitude and his aggression and like his grubby, like it was just... Again, the Luttrell pile-on happens whenever Luttrell does something. I don't know why he's so polarizing, though. I don't get it. And then that when he came back, he got 10 in the bin. Should have been a red card. Then he came back on and he threw the ball, ball down after the try. If you go look at that, and again, I'm a Manly fan, baby. I ain't no Luttrell apologist. I just call it as I fucking see it. You go back and look at that. He does not throw the ball down at the player. He throws the ball at the ground, and there is a player on the ground. He doesn't hit the player, and Teddy reacts because Teddy isn't even looking. Teddy doesn't see – Teddy just turns – like thinks he throws the ball at the player, but he hasn't. He's just fucking scored a try and throws it down because he's emotional, because he's just fucked up his mate. He knows his season's probably over. But like, I don't know, dude. I just find it so bizarre at how fucking up in arms everybody he, is. He just seems to be a player that people like to hate. Yeah. It, it just seems to be the way that it is. I don't know why. 
I don't know if he's fucking ruffled feathers when he left the Roosters and wanted a big deal and like if that got people offside. Fucked if I know. Maybe people are offside because he fucking seemingly, you know, didn't have a crack when he had the Blues jersey on a couple of years ago. Like, has that fed into it? I, I just don't, know. don't. I just don't get it. I don't get the Latrell hate. But obviously here it's like, yeah, he fucked up. Apparently Jared Rhea Hargraves was like fucking arcing up after the game. Yeah, but, like I, but does that surprise you? Well, it surprises me in the sense that, like, you've got someone like Jared Weir Hargraves, who is one of the more penalised players in the history of the game. You've got someone like Victor Radley, who was fucking sent off twice in a game. And then the Roosters are all like, oh, fucking, you know, the bunker doesn't help us out. And it's like, bruh, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was what? an accident. It was a horrible accident. But, but it's not Latrell's fault that he wasn't sent off. Like... That the bunker didn't send him off when they should have. No, like everyone knows that. But the roosters they're not pissing and moaning when it happens. It's not like it's just a roosters thing. The bunker's shit. We all know it. Should he have been red carded? Yeah. But I think they're they're just coming from a position of like, we're fucking. How many injuries have we fucking had this season? This fucking shouldn't have happened. No, it shouldn't. Like I understand why they're pissed off. I get it. I do. I understand it. I I didn't. I don't think they were like out of line in their fucking. Well, Do you think they were out of line, the Roosters? Only, I don't think so. Only in what's been reported as it continuing after the game. Yeah, but like, I, again, I, that, none of this shocks me. Jadria Hargraves fucking pissed off. They got pumped. That's so his dumb. mate get laid out, tell him to fuck off. It was a cunt of a shot. It was fucked up. Yes. It was like, yeah. You give him a spray for that, 100%. I think during the game, a spray is completely reasonable. And, like, if you're on the bench giving him a spray as he's come off, like, I think all of that in the heat of the moment is completely, like, that's when emotions are running hot. I'm completely fine with all that. But I just think that at some point, also know that as a player, you could be the motherfucker in his situation at some point where you've accidentally ironed someone out. They don't think that way. Well, that's that. Well, that's fucking dumb on their part, if you ask me. Because at some point, you might be the person who fucking who fucks up and accidentally irons but someone that, out. But what I'm saying, once the emotion simmers, that's what I'm talking like, about. Like, yeah, but like after the game, after you've just been pumped, I don't think you've simmered yet. I don't think you've simmered yet. That's what I'm saying to you. The next day, if you're fucking saying shit, I'm like, that's chill yes. out. Yes, I don't think you've simmered after you've been pumped. I just find the roosters, and you've lost your fucking like. I the don't. Roosters see, the roosters remind me of a bit of a grudge holding fucking like. Remember there was Jai Arrow again. That Jai Arrow Tedesco thing was an accident, and they held a grudge on him as well. It's like, dude, they may they may well it may well be like that fucking Michael Jordan sort of thing where they just like use it as ammo I to mean, power sure, them through. I don't know, be, maybe or internally it might be that they just fucking need to relax a little bit and know that like not everyone's out to get them. And that but maybe but I'm saying maybe happen. it comes from the top. Maybe they do use it as ammo. I don't know. Us against the world shit. Robbo went hard in the paint as well afterwards at the fucking... Oh, like Wayne Bennett's fucking retort was brilliant. I was like, what's he going to say? Like, Robbo was trying to be nice by fucking saying he loved him and shit. But then, you know, it sort of was, you know, one of those things was like, no offense, but... But I kind of think what Robbo said was reasonable about Latrell, where it's like, yeah, he loves him, but he, like... To get a Latrell Mitchell who's as good and as powerful, like he's like, he's what, like 6'4, 110 kilos, right? He's fucking huge. Latrell. He might even be heavier than that, dude. He's massive. He's fucking huge, right? So, like, he runs hard, he tackles hard, he does everything. The reason he do- he's better than everyone else is because of 
the way he plays, right? Like he runs hard and fast and all that sort of shit. Things are going to happen. But Robbo was like, love him, but, you know, he has this sort of a thing in him. But I don't think it's like a malicious thing. It's so, like accidents. But, but let's, so let's go on to that. Does he have that in him, Dave? Yeah, so Matt has reliably informed me that he's had nine judiciary charges over the last few years. And what was it, four this year? Four in the last two years. Um, there was the one earlier this season where he got the Tigers player high. North Luma was yeah, a was fucking, out for it was weeks. nothing. And then, all, and then in that same game, he like lashed out with his boot against someone who was holding him. Yeah, mm. I saw that, that one. So that was kind of the more that was the, the boot one was a bit more like, oh, dude, relax. But the North Luma one was like, I just didn't think it was that hectic either. Everyone was at the time going four weeks for that. Like, that's what everyone was saying I, at that time. I was yes. going, four weeks for that? That's fucking, that seems unfair. At the end of the day... Now it's everyone else talking At the about end it. of the day, it was it was fucked what he did. Yes. He got it so, so fucking wrong. wrong. So wrong. So fucking wrong. Where you're just like, bruh, you're opening yourself up to attacks. Now, the attacks are coming swift and heavy. Yeah. The punter and the dribbler seem to be anti-trail. That's what it seems to be. Yeah, it does. The case. Yeah. I don't... And I, I would like... I'd like the dribblers to explain themselves a little bit more because I don't really get it. Neither. Because I think he's a thoroughbred and I enjoy fucking watching him play. I think he's great for the game. But also like... But people seem to see it differently and they're like, well, how the fuck are you going to defend him this time and shit? Like, there's been a lot of that rhetoric coming out yeah. saying, well, how, you know, people, what's the fucking excuse going to be this time? I'm like, has he needed to be defended that often? Like, well, people, people weren't defending him when he went soft in origin. People said he should have been dropped yeah. and he was. I don't think there was anyone defending him then. Yeah, he, and he came back bigger and better and could arguably have won man of the series. That one earlier this year was like over North Luma was nothing. Like the one on the weekend was massive, obviously. But take that aside, I'm trying to work out why everyone, like, what is this defense rhetoric around? What am I? Have I forgotten? Yeah, what he's done in the past, and I've blocked it out. And been like, has he? Because nothing's like coming to mind as like this thing where he was defended when he shouldn't have been. No, or has gotten off something where it was like he shouldn't have got off. It seems like he's always copped more than he probably. Like everyone's like fucking had the shits when he shopped himself around. He shopped himself around trying to get his best price. It's like, so what? Yeah, I feel like he's unfairly maligned. And that's my take. Yeah. That's how I see it. And he's the biggest, he's one of the biggest names in the game and that's all good. Now you could, you could fucking sit me down and go, what about this and this and this and this and this shit I've forgotten about. You know about? what, dude, I don't think, uh, that's, but I, I don't think th you pay enough attention to rugby <laughs> league to know that ain't the fucking case. Dave, did you find that article for Buzz? Um, there was one where he called him out of control. It was just was recently? The one you were asking? Yeah, yeah. What was the headline? Um, it said, um, Buzz, out of control, Latrell will cost NRL for years. I cost mean, NRL for years? What the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, I don't know that it's behind a paywall. Look, at the end of the day, though, the people hurting the most are Rabbitohs fans and the Bunnies themselves because yeah. they can't win now. No, and that's... Look, They're from, fucked. From a, selfless, from a selfish, manly perspective... I was seeing that and going, well, there's two teams that have just rubbed each other out of the fucking competition because the Bunnies won't win without him and the Roosters already fucked, but now without their best player. Like, that is almost evidence, I think, as well, as to, like, he just he got too emotional and fucked up and made a mistake. Like, to imply there was intent there when he would knowingly be rubbing himself out of the season and, in doing so, dashing all hope of a fucking title 
his madness. I mean, that implies so, he's playing for no reason but at all. more so to imply that this individual who, for without knowing him, seems like a fucking nice guy, right? Like family man fucking has intentionally gone in there to try and hurt his friend is just ridiculous. It was a brain fade. Fucked up. Accident. Accident. It happened. It happened. Anyway, what does it mean for the Rabbitohs? Well, it means you can't win. Sorry. So, you already lost by 50, so it was the writing was on the wall, but... Well, it was almost like it was, in some ways, this was always going to happen because yeah. you'd lost by 50. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you'd lost by 50, you sort of had, you know... You something had, had to... to yeah. Something had to happen, if that makes sense, in a weird way. But now you can't win. He's out for six weeks, early guilty play. Otherwise, it was going to be nine, and he would have got nine if he'd fucking hadn't taken the early plea. Yeah. So... We turn our attention now to Manly, who seemingly in box pole position. Well, we're top four. Why are we in pole position, you might ask? Well, you must not have watched the fucking storm go down to Parramatta on Saturday night. Whoops. Uh, look, Penrith are looking okay. I think you could say they look okay. Look, I tell you what it is. I think coming into finals, the, the gun teams, Manly, Penrith and Melbourne, we've all just sort of taken our foot off the accelerator a little bit and we're just easing into finals. I think Penrith are in a good position. I'd agree with that. Because Nathan Cleary fucking well-rested, ripping and tearing, but people have forgotten about him. Because they're like, also, oh, they're not relevant anymore. But they'll also play South's first round. Yeah. So they'll come And then second, they'll get a week off. Assuming they'll come second. Melbourne, Penrith's play Parramatta next week. Now, Parramatta could be buoyed after that fucking storm win and take it to the Panthers. Who knows? But... The but surely, surely the second, surely second and third are lot. Oh, is, or can no, Storm st- come? Storm. Uh, so if Storm lose and Penrith win, then Penrith minor premiers because they're both even on points now. Okay, but for, but the for and against is uh, where the Storm will have them. So yes. right now, Storm's still first. So Storm need to lose and Penrith need to win. Um, but these the Parramatta dribblers dude after we just bagged the fuck out of the eels like don't pretend like even you thought you were going to beat the storm they're like you're fucking shock shit you're like bro no one saw that coming good win good win but good the storm win. are off i tell you what nick put nick hines back at fullback i'll tell you oh, mate you took the words right out of my mouth uh they lack fluidity they lack attacking direction without nico back there sorry paps tom and i said it and we were people try to talk us out of it. People shouted. You can't me. fucking talk me out of it. No. Nico Hines is playing better than Pappenhausen this year. I'd have to respectfully disagree. I think Pap should keep the number one spot. Well, have you noticed me. how like you haven't been playing well since he came back? I do understand, although there may be a multiple of reasons. Like that we what? Been playing well, like the fact we haven't had half our forwards every week as you well. You only had two players out on the weekend. We were missing Dale and Nelson. Yeah, so you had two players sh- out. And to be fair, this is the first time I've probably ever said this or thought it in my life, but Bellamy kind of fucked up. And this is going to sound weird. Especially considering what I don't ever run. I don't ever run. D or Dave's got some coaching advice for Bellamy. Yeah. What is it? I don't think Nico Hines should be in the team at all. <laughs> I think it's he's a good player, but I think as a bench spot, he's wasted. And did I you see, see him? But did you not see him come on and rip and tear when he came on the field? I did. He, he didn't rip and tear heaps. Well, he I ripped mean, more than Pappenhausen. Well, yeah, maybe. But well, I that's think, your fucking fullback. I think we couldn't get a roll on. Our forwards were being dominated by theirs. I think we were missing Dale Fanuk and we were missing Nelson. We we're missing that size and. And having Harry Grant play the whole game also made him way too tired and started throwing forward passes as well. It needs to be um, 
like Smith starting, Harry Grant on the bench, and then Grant comes on, Smith moves to the second row, and then we've got Nelson and Tui and someone else, maybe Tom Eisenhuth or something, just massive size off the bench. And then Pappenhausen doing nothing at the back. And Pappenhausen just being a throbber. I think everyone forgets how fucking unreal he was in the first no, five rounds. No, dude, he was fantastic. It's yeah. No one's denying that. Pappenhausen was talking in like it was they were say, like people were even saying like will he take Tedesco's spot in origin which was obviously ridiculous but like he was fantastic the conversation was being had he though. hasn't come back the same and it's like are you at the point in the season where you can afford to be fucking around not to mention the fact that uh Brandon Smith on report Harry Grant maybe on report um yeah no Harry Grant good to play Brandon Smith good to play Jesse Bromwich gonna miss a week Brandon, good to play, is he? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Ado Carr expected to potentially miss first round of finals against Manly. Yeah, tough. But Lumi Lumi looked good. That was the one thing I was happy about in the game, that he finally came into the team and he possibly against Manly. Yeah, possibly. Well, we'll come fourth. They'll come first, you would assume. Unless. Unless you never know. You never know. Rugby leagues. It's, it's an interesting. It's an interesting. Tetris. It'll throw up curveballs. It will. You can. You can. You can rely on rugby league to throw up a rugby league yeah. curveball. So, so your advice to Craig Bellamy Dave is to drop. Nico Hines Nico altogether. altogether. Yeah, I think Nico 18th man. Wow. Because well, and but to be honest, I have complete trust in Bellamy because doesn't sound like it. 20, no, it doesn't. It must have been 2019 or 2020 or something. We had, uh, what was it? We had like, it must have been 2019 then. I think. Brody Croft playing in the halves like all season, Jerome Hughes at fullback, and then with like three rounds out from the finals and Pappenhausen coming through, Bellamy's like, oh, actually, like Jerome Hughes is a better halfback. We're going to stick him there, stick the rookie Pappenhausen. And even though I don't think we won, it was a good call and it wasn't too close to the finals. So I got trust in Bellamy, even though I think he might have stuffed If you team. didn't have trust in Bellamy, then you that would be the, the more yeah. outrageous statement. And there's also part of me that's like, well, this was the loss we needed to have. We didn't want to be too hot coming into the finals. Bellamy wanted to take a bit of the pressure off reckon? us and put it back on someone like Manly or Penrith so they could be the favourites for a bit. Yeah. Yep. I just, yeah. You certainly did need a loss, but you also haven't looked good. For, like, that's true. not not good, because you're still winning games, but you haven't looked like you're normal, yeah. hot as fuck. You haven't, you haven't looked like you were being manly. That's one no. thing I'm actually really worried about that we haven't done in previous seasons. Like, you see a lot of clubs that go real hard, like early or mid-season and have the best run and then just bomb in finals. And we've always seemed to time our run well, but this season... Maybe you haven't. Bit, yeah. Maybe Manly's timing their run. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Either way, you did lose to the Eels. The Eels now starting to fucking think they can win the comp. Well, they're believing. Hilarious. They're believing. I love it, though. You know what? I'm just happy for Eels fans in lockdown to get a little bit of something. Because it can be tough. Lockdown's tough. Look, it doesn't bother me if you get a couple of wins. That's fine. We just, I just, we just know you won't win the comp. That's all it is. So let's just do some uh, rugby league math here, Eddie. If the top eight remains as it is. Yep. So we'll play Let Storm. me get up. Uh, I reckon that Titans will make the top eight, even though they're outside now. Not the Sharks? No, because we're playing the Sharks. Um, Titans, basically, if Titans win, Sharks lose and Raiders lose, then they're in the top eight. And Raiders have got Roosters, Sharks have got Storm. Raiders have Roosters, Sharks, and who are the and Titans? Titans got? have got Warriors, which they could lose. They could definitely lose. But if the season's on the line, you'd think they'd kind of pull it together. But then again, they're the Titans. I'd <laughs> look. So you basically got Cronulla, Canberra, or the Titans will come eighth. Yeah. So Parramatta will play Cronulla. The Roosters, well, who Parramatta got Penrith this week? Mm. Yeah. 
So it's still not fucking... It's hey. either Roosters versus Cronulla, Canberra or the Titans or Parramatta and the same. And then well, Newcastle versus... Let's just assume it is as it is. Let's not... Let's okay, just. so as it is, Parramatta versus Cronulla and the Roosters versus Newcastle. I'd no, like that if I was the Knights. The Mel- Roosters are just decimated, dude. Melbourne versus Manly, Penrith versus... South, South Sydney. So that's for Penrith is good because Souths are fucked. So Penrith are probably going to win that one. Have a week off. Manly win, have a week off. Yeah. Then Melbourne will play the winner of Roosters and Newcastle. Which again is good for them. But it's also good for the Knights because the Storm will be coming off. At and then Melbourne would cross over and play Penrith. And Didn't you guys lose to the Knights this season? No. No. My bad. <laughs> yeah, dude. You obviously don't know. Be better. Like, yeah. So Manly beats Melbourne f- worst first week. We have a week off. Then we play the winner of South, assuming they lost, and fucking Parramatta, assuming they won. So we could basically be playing Parramatta or In South the semis. to make the finals. So if we win first week, we basically win the comp. Yeah. If we win the first week, we win the comp. Uh, so so that that's regular math that you can fucking take to the bank. That's bankable. Because we put 50 on Par- uh, Parramatta recently. South are without Latrell, so thanks for coming. We've already explained to you that Melbourne are in a fucking world of hurt. They're in playing, a spiral. They're in a spiral. They're in a death spiral. They're in a death spiral. A downward death spiral, which ends with them blowing up. They've ignored their best player, Nico Hines, and don't even want to play him, apparently, according to D.I. Dave, who's now taken over coach as coach. <laughs> Coach Dave. Like, listen, like, you've got D or Dave coaching the side now. That's how fucking... Yeah, you want to know what a death spiral fucking looks like? <laughs> That's exactly what D it or Dave's coaching Bellamy's the side. Bellamy's handing over the reins. Yeah. They, they hate Nico Hines. Pappenhausen's the man, even though he hasn't played well since he got concussed. That's fine. That's fine. We'll take that. We'll destroy him week one, make a statement, and then rest. 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 Then pump Parramatta or South and make the final and then win. So... That's all very exciting things to be on the horizon for Manly fans and rugby league fans in general. Uh, I do think that, Eddie, whatever it is, if we win the comp, we have to commit to not sleeping that night and bending through to the podcast the next morning. <coughs> yep, we can do that. And you, it's under the guise of work, lockdowns, whatever. You know what I mean? The lockdown's probably eased, but uh, maybe we just sit here and we just live stream. <laughs> the descent. The descent all night. No, we couldn't. No, we won't be doing that. We won't be doing that. Look, Eddie, uh, we've we've obviously we had to talk about the big issues, but we've kind of been padding until this one. If I can, if I can be honest with everyone, um, and it's one of the the greater mid season scandals, but a rugby league scandal in it's bizarre and it's fucking specificity. <laughs> uh, Lachlan Lewis. The curious case of Lachlan Lewis. The curious case, yeah. Now, Lachlan of Wally Lewis nephew fame, of Bulldogs half fame, of apparent oddball fame, if you believe the rumours. He has allegedly stolen a NRL issue club speaker boombox from the Bulldogs and tried to sell it on eBay. Just the one? I believe so. Now, how's he been, how's he been done in? 
I don't know how he's been caught. I don't know if someone's dobbed on him. But apparently he was doing it for a joke. A joke? Look, saying you did it for a joke appears to me to be the, the last attempts of a dying man. The you know? last, the the last attempts of a of a desperate individual trying to spin yarn. Yeah, when there's you no spin yarn for your life. Well, he's trying to spin yarn for his lifetime, but he's quickly realizing as he's spinning the final yarn. Yes. that he's out of yarn. He's out of yarn. Fuck! This Holy is my shit. last yarn to spin. I've got no yarn left now. I now I've just got fucking you know knitting needles, knitting needles, and no yarn with which to spin. Which is why he's come up with such a fucking bizarre yarn, which is, it was a joke. Well, was it though? And who was laughing at the joke? It's not a... How do you, how do you, how do you... Unless it's a funny joke, the excuse of it being a joke, not a good excuse. But but how are you selling that joke? Oi guys, I just stole the club speaker and I'm selling it on eBay and and I'm going to keep the money. Yeah. Yeah, is he is he telling people about it? I'm trying like Well if he well, he has to be. If he he would have had to have told everyone for the joke to be a joke. I think if you have to explain You have to tell jokes. Joke. Yeah, but if you have to explain that it is a joke, then it's not really that funny. Now, some are saying that it's and I'm playing devil's advocate, this is what some people are saying, that Bulldogs in a desperate uh a, like a desperate to clear cap space. So that's why they're so upset about Adam Elliott kissing a chick and they're looking to sack him. And that's why with, with uh, Lincoln Lewis, the comedian. Um, Lachlan. Sorry, Lachlan. Fuck. Sorry, Lincoln. Um, Lachlan Lewis, the comedian. They're like, yeah, sorry, bro. You're fucking, we're not re-signing you. And it's just all like... What? The, how is that devil's advocate though? Well, as in the bulldogs, think this the bulldogs like, are just like this is. If, if he's just done it as a joke for a three hundred speaker, truthfully, like if now is it funny? No, is it's, Lo- is no, Lachlan like, Lewis? Is Lachlan Lewis maybe a little bit dim? Potentially, is the light dim? Potentially, but, there is no way that was a joke. There's no way. Well, if it's not, then it's kind of dark because <laughs> it's like, you know, what did you need three hundred bucks for when you're a footy player? Like you're on an NRL contract. Do you know what I mean? Like well, then maybe maybe he's just got sticky fingers and he's and he's seen a buck to be made. Yeah, I mean, we maybe do, he's we an entrepreneur know people like that. Maybe he's just kleptos. Yeah, we do. We actually do. Now, maybe he's got a bit of klepto in him, or maybe he's just a bit of an entrepreneur and he's seen a he's seen a buck to be made. He's is like, this, no one's using this speaker. No, this isn't. This speaker's just going to sit here. And bucks will yeah, this be is, left this is, on the table. This is just dollars sitting here being wasted. Uh, why is this pile of cash on the table and no one's taking it? No one's claimed ownership to it. Could it not have been? Am I a bull? I'm a bulldog in the bulldogs. I could it have been? And so facto own it. Could this have been him trying to help the club in a financial situation? The bulldogs, as we know, I tell you what, there is nothing more ridiculous. Like when you see the dogs' performances this year, that they have salary cap pressure. Like that's that's insane. So maybe is he well, maybe, maybe just trying to well, sell maybe, off some shit. Maybe it's not salary cap pressure. Maybe it's financial pressure, as in they don't have any money to spend on players, salary cap aside. Or is it just because Lachlan keeps selling no, off but, all their shit? They're like, dude, where's all our stuff? And so they've tapped Lachlan on the shoulder and they've said, Lachlan, 
we can't afford you for next year. We need you to start. And he's thought to himself, what if I start chipping in? Can I chip into my own contract? Can I chip into my own contract by selling club-issued shit (laughs) to keep me around? Yeah. So he sat down and gone, well, guys, you said I couldn't couldn't afford me. I said I'd take a pay cut. And look, here's 300 bucks (laughs) for the speakers. Can I not just put that onto my tab? Yeah. Give me that. Look at all this shit we have that isn't being used that could be spent on me. Let me fucking... Can I... I, I, are we using those balls? Well, yeah, like on there for training. Yeah, but like, do we need all? Do we all? Do, do we need all of them? Who the fuck needs that many balls? Do we need all of them? Could we not theoretically just get the whole team to sign a couple of them? Give me three balls. Give me three. We've got thirty. Give me three. Give sign me three. Them all, and then I reckon. What do you sell? Sign Bulldogs balls. Twenty twenty one Bulldogs team. Sign <laughs> <laughs> ball. Are you getting twelve fifty a ball? Well, even if you're getting even if you're getting ten bucks a ball, that's thirty bucks. That's thirty bucks. But I'd like to think there'd be some some mega fans out well, there that might pay. Stuff. Well, some mega fans out there might be looking at fifteen bucks, sixteen bucks, seventeen bucks. You'd obviously want to ink postage in that though, because we we can't have. Well, Lachlan can't have postage coming off his fucking contract. He can't. Well, afford look, that right he had now. to go buy a texter to get it signed, so maybe he comes out net ten bucks, <laughs> nine bucks. That's twenty-seven bucks, twenty-seven Australian bucks on top of the three hundred he's already got from the speaker. Now we're starting to get somewhere. Now we're starting to get somewhere. Adam Elliott, do you need that jock strap? <laughs> yeah, Adam. Let's Can be I... honest, that jock strap ain't <laughs> holding your fucking hog in. That's not holding your hog. No. And also, anything that your hogs touch worth money. So That's true. Yeah, Adam, could you get your dick to sign my jersey, please? He's got the Midas hog. Yeah. Sign, we, my, can, sign my jersey. Can sign I get a signed photo of your cock, please, Adam? You know what I mean? Trent Barrett. Um, Nudes. Maybe, maybe a nude, mate. Maybe a nude or two. Yeah. Get an OnlyFans account going. Can we, what about like some sort of Bulldogs NFTs from some of their biggest losses? <laughs> Start getting into the crypto space. I don't understand it. No one does. No one does. There's and that's, money to be made there. That's, that's, well, that's it. Trade on uh, uneducation. Yeah. Trade on people not knowing what the fuck's going on. Some kid made fucking 400 grand or something of whale NFTs. I don't even know what that Sebo's means. Sebo's flipping NFTs at the moment. Of course he is. Losing money probably. <laughs> But that's not important. What's important is there's an opportunity to make money here yeah. and re-sign Lachlan Lewis to a long-term deal. A club legend. A club legend. Now, when you start thinking about it in those terms, Tom... This could be... He's hard done by. I think he's hard done by. This is a club legend looking to hang around, give his all for the club, help turn the club around. And I think just on what I've seen this season, he's the man to do it. Yeah. I think if he's there long-term, then you know the Bulldogs can you know, rise once more. Well, the Lewis Flanagan halves partnership, you know. Well, he's got, he's got, he's got, he's got, well, he's got, foreign. he's got King Blood. That's it. He's got, he's got some King Blood in him. He's got King Blood in him. King Blood goes a long way. And I think that he's seen an opportunity to help subsidize his, you know, enormous wages and he's taken it. Is there anything else he can sell? I'm just trying to think about like, you know, some potential opportunities. Obviously we've got club kit, we've got footies, NFT is obviously a little bit more um, there's a little bit more involved, but with this generation, you, NFTs is something you got to th- consider. But I'm, I mean, we just need to try and think of some things that um, that Lockler can do to keep himself around. Well, does he start to sell part of his body, Tom? You know, tattoo him up. Sponsorship Sp- on the skin, on skin sponsorship, which wow. we haven't seen a whole lot of, but has been explored in theory. And in theory, I think it works. Well, it's 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 been explored in the boxing game where, like, they get fucking henna tattoos of, like, you know, someone's plumbing on the back of their... Obviously, the forearms, the neck, yeah. maybe even the face. 
Um, Lachlan Lewis, according to Wikipedia, is a plumber. He's a plumber. He's a plumber. Mm. Well, then, I mean, could he sponsor himself? Much like you can sponsor an international coming to your country, right? Like if he, Lachlan Lewis Plumbing sponsors Lachlan Lewis, the footballer. <laughs> By branding their logo and number on, on his neck. Yeah. Lachlan Lewis Plumbing or his on his forehead. forehead. He's going to have to get rid of that hair because it's too long. And it's way make, too long. But also, you shave your head bald, that's a whole fucking new bit of sp- sponsorship advertising he, space. Well, that's a, lo- that's a lot of... Uh, Skin space. Spalding? <laughs> Paint your head like a basketball or tattoo it and just have fucking... Just have your hair removed yeah. surgically. Yeah, 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 And then brand your head. Brand Steeden. your head. Steeden. Steeden. Fucking Steeden. Now, there's some synergy there. Sleeve tattoos of fucking Mitre 10 and, you know, like triple. Coats higher and shit. Yeah. Fucking Bill's Bobcats. You know, there's plenty of skin space. Yeah, plenty sports of sports bet. Sports bet. <laughs> yeah, home of the same game multi down the fucking arm. Or we get blue bet. Really? Blue bet because they're our fuck sponsor. sports bet. Well, oh, fuck sports bet. I was just more thinking because they sponsor rugby league, and you might have some. But let's get you know J Car. Are they a bulldog sponsorship? Blue bet would sponsor a true blue Aussie I in, in Lachlan Lewis. Fucking, absolutely, they would. Why wouldn't they? You know what I mean? You Keep get, your socks down. He's got to be. Well, he's got to become a player that socks down all well, the time. Well, playing anklets, socks down. Get the calf going. Get the calves done. Home timber and hardware. <laughs> <laughs> Up the calf. Now we're talking, hey? Uh, <laughs> fucking oath. <laughs> and then obviously, like post game, it's just jersey off straight away. You know yeah. what I mean? And you just walk around shaking hands, and it's like I'm loving it. McDonald's <laughs> across the chest. <laughs> Finger licking good chicken <laughs> the over bull- the belly button. Uh, the Bulldogs, actually, I think it's one of their players, but one of the club partners is McDonald's Punch Bowl. Bang. There you go. Punch Bowl Maccas on the tip. Yeah. Like, and you, but you got to get your shirt off whenever you can. I'd be, I'd be nipping it off fucking, you know, when you're in the in goal, just before you're going to take a, a drop out, I'd be ripping yeah. it off. Every stoppage in play, you've got to change your jersey. Yeah, I'd just get it off, get the kid out. Get the sponsors some airtime. What about, what have we got for his fucking uh, tramp stamp? Because that's obviously one where it'll ride up. So, you know, you got to have something there where it's like, that's probably, what would be the most expensive part of the body, the tramp stamp? Yeah. For the well, NRL player? No, I don't know. I feel like the most expensive would be the most visible. Yeah, it would be. That's true. But in terms of like the most rugby league piece of real estate, the tramp stamp. Well, like it's like, it's got to be a backed. Well, it's going to be here's something that's visible the whole time. So the it's neck. his arms and shit. But I like the tramp stamp just because it's a little bit, you know. What Classic. about liaisons or something? Lia- there you go. Misty's. <laughs> something with a rub and tug flavor. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. Can you just look for rub and tugs in the Belmore region, Dave? Liaisons. <laughs> discount code dribblers. <laughs> 20% off. $20 off your first hand job. <laughs> Tell them Lachlan Lewis sent you. <laughs> uh, Belmore Erotic Massage and Body Rub. There you go. Belmore Erotic Massage and Body Rub. Yeah. Perfect. Code Lachlan Lewis. Yeah. 20% off. Um, and a free tug. And a free tug. <laughs> a free tug for every 10 tugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the 11th tug free. Yeah, 11th tug free. <laughs> Take your tug card down. <laughs> Get your tug card punched. <laughs> 
the end of each tug. Eleventh tug. Yeah, eleventh tug free. With Lewis's tug card. Yeah. Look, now we're getting somewhere. Now, based on just quick arithmetic, punters and dribblers, off the top of the dome. <laughs> he's the highest paid player in the comp. He's on 1.4, 1.5. And the, and, and the Bulldogs are only paying around 100 grand of that. Yeah, correct. And these are all third-party deals. So, so, you know, I think that's terrific. That's the problem solved there. Solved the problem. That's a problem solved. It's a, well, it's a, we're problem solvers, Tom. Yeah. Now you can keep Lachlan Lewis. Now you're well under the salary cap. And you can go out and, you know, continue signing fucking outside backs. Yeah, exactly. I think that works. So that's all you want. Now, with Adam Elliott, who is of... of toilet trist fame. Yeah, trist. toilet trist fame. Um, uh, he, has he got too much hog for one man to handle? Well, is you, that and what I, it is? you and I have said privately <laughs> that really his hog should have been signed separately. Yeah, they're actually they're I'm actually that's sep- not a salary cap fucking rot. Well, it is. I, well, I mean, the, I think the auditors privately are looking into it because <laughs> it's a hell of a hog, and and it's also clearly got a mind of its own. And it, I, I do think part of me thinks that this thing might the be, hog's taken him for a bit of a ride. Yeah, you know what I mean. This thing though, like, what would the intelligence level of this hog be like? Would it would it be able to like recognize itself in a mirror? Well, it passes the mirror test. Yeah, it's up there with the great apes, um, elephants, the European magpie. <laughs> Adam Elliott's hog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. Based off vibe. <laughs> the thing's fucking insane. It's, it's, it's a smart hog. And yeah. <laughs> it's got, when it's got a mind of its own and it's got the means to sort of... Play rugby league. Play rugby league <laughs> <laughs> at a high level. Um, and it's also... Her- it's, it's very charismatic. Yeah. Look... I don't even know if that was Adam's... I don't think Adam had anything to well, do with I it. Just, I just... Adam, think it, Adam was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I think Adam is a victim of circumstance because... <laughs> he's a victim of his own hog. He had nothing to do with this thing and everyone's blaming Adam, but And no he's like, listen, this thing has a mind of its own and everyone's the, like, oh, sure it does. Yeah, right. Has the integrity unit interviewed the hog at all or is this just all... Is this just Adam bashing? You know what I mean? This hog's got an IQ of fucking 140. <laughs> It's a smart hog. Yeah, it's a very smart but hog. But it it's keeps a cunning its, hog. It's a cunning hog. It's so cunning, it's framed Adam. Exactly. exactly. It's framing. It's, it's like, framing. It's framing Adam. It's getting away with murder. Yeah, and it's keeping its mouth shut. <laughs> Hasn't said a word. I'm just a dick. I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, poor little dick. I'm poor just a fucking giant dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Poor old me. Poor old me. I'm just a dick man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, life. yeah. It's always the dick that gets blamed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a dick that's as smart as a European <laughs> magpie. <laughs> oh. It's a cunning hog. It's, it's pure it and simple. It definitely is. It's like one of those things. Remember when you saw that video of Robin Williams with the, uh, the gorilla that knew how to, like, speak using touchpad? <laughs> This dick can communicate if you actually give it the opportunity to. It's just that it's also smart enough to to know better. Yes. And a hog of that size and girth, usually maligned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Often maligned. <laughs> Oft maligned hogs of that girth. Oh, yeah, I'm just a big dick. That's all I am. I'm so much more than just a big dick. Yeah, yeah, I'm so much more. I know my times tables. Look... <laughs> All the way up to 12. Yeah, 13 ever. 13. Is there, and I don't want to, this is controversial, but 
Are we even sure that Lachlan Lewis sold that fucking thing? Or was this the hog? <laughs> was this Adam Elliott's dick just being a fucking scallywag? <laughs> Clearing room for himself. Clearing room for himself. He's like, they're coming from... They're, they know now. The gig's up. <laughs> they know that me and Adam are two for the price of one at this point. And I've got a clear cap space. I've got a clear cap space. Because I'm a marquee <laughs> signing at this point. <laughs> so here I uh, am. Look, I'm, are we rolling Lachlan's this? Lachlan's not a fucking sharp tool as we no, know. So no, I'm no, just, no. And then, and then he's, and he's, he's, at, he's at a... So obviously Lachlan's been framed. <laughs> Originally he's been like, fucking, it wasn't me. And the, the, the hog has had a whisper in his ear and gone, tell him it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> And dimly witted Lachlan yeah, that, goes, okay, that sounds like that a pretty sounds good like plan. That sounds like a good idea. Well, the dick, Little does he know. Yeah, Adam's the, dick told me to do it. <laughs> Righto, Lachlan, you idiot. You dim cunt. No one <laughs> believes that. You are the dimmest cunt. <laughs> Righto, mate. Little they know. The cock fucking, uh, the cock set up his eBay account for him. <laughs> it's check, actually, the, check the handle. <laughs> It'd be cock related. At Adam's hog. <laughs> so, so what are we saying? Where to from here? Well, firstly, it's justice for Lachlan Lewis, the dimmest player in rugby league, who's been set up by a very smart hog. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what the Bulldogs do about separating hog and hog art, and Elliot. Art from the artist. Yeah, you art from the artist, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Because they've got a hell of a problem on their hands because the auditors, I think, are going to rule in favour of well, you've got two players for the price yeah. of one, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that hog chucks a fair bit of nut. Well, it does, and it's like you're getting, for one interchange, you're getting two players on the field. That's exactly right. He's got an offload in him as well. He's, a, he's, a more, he's, a, he's got more strings to his boat as the hog than Adam. Yeah, you, well. Well, you'd argue he's a better player. He, he's, 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 more of a, he's probably more of a, a rounded footballer, yeah. you could say. Yeah, more um, complete. More complete, yeah. <laughs> Which is no disrespect to Adam Elliott. It's he's a hell of a player. That. No, no, no. He's a hell of a player as well. But this is his dick just has probably a few more strings to its bow. I would say that, yeah. Um, yeah, a more complete rugby league footballer. Versatile. Versatile. Um, can Back play row, on the edge, can row. play in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Um, can do a job. <laughs> My word. My word, he can do a job. <laughs> has done. Has, has done, done a job. Yeah, has done many jobs. Yeah. Played many fields. Yes. Um, and, you know... I mean, seems to be a sociopath because he's fucking... Well, I mean, he's not afraid to do the dirty work. No, but he's thrown poor old Lincoln, Lachlan. <laughs> he's thrown poor old Lachlan under the bus. You know what I mean? Yeah, to save his, soul, to to save save his own himself. soul. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Anyway, look, watch this space. Watch Very it. interesting rugby league story developing. It's a developing story, <laughs> so we can only go off what we've seen and know. Um the first time in history, three players from one club oh, have scored 20 tries. Oh, there you go, more. Eddie. Sorry, sorry to everyone who doesn't have the th best back three in the competition, but Manly does, so allow us to wax lyrical for a second. Uh, 60 tries plus between Saab, Tommy, and, and Ruben. How do you feel if you're a Dragons fan? Letting two of the three go. Yeah, sorry that you had Saab and Ruben and you don't understand what talent looks like, so you let him go. I couldn't even name the Dragons wingers. Cody Ramsey and Ravalawa. I don't even know if they have wingers. They even play wingers? I don't know if they do. I feel like they just gave them up and fucking... They might have just gone like, you know what, we'll just play like with... Let's just play with 11. 
Or just like extra forwards somehow. Can we just have flankers in our scrums? Yeah. Who knows? The dragons. Kind um, of vibe. But yeah, 20 tries plus each. Yep. Ridiculous. Yep. Um, thoughts on the turbo try from this week? Which one? You scored no, fucking another three. three. Um, yeah, the, the one that wasn't really a try. Well, he scored. it was. It never left his body, so it was a try. He you held know how rugby league it. works? Or not? Yeah, I don't think that. Well, Coach Dave. That was a try from Tommy. Uh, he had another one fucking taken off him, which was just before the line, but you could argue that it was fucking still a try somehow. I would, I would, I would have tried. I would have given him four, Tom. Um, Saab left a couple out there on the weekend. He did. Like, he did, which, is, which would annoy producer Maddie, who has one of the great multis all time, fucking... Oh, really? Potentially going to come oh, off. You didn't hear Tom. Maddie, it's probably worth repeating. Yeah, get on the mic. So at the start of the year, I put 30 bucks on Tupo, most tries for Roosters, Johnson, most tries for South, uh, Coates, most tries for Broncos, Rapana, most tries for Raiders, um, Adokar, most tries for Storm, and Saab, most tries for Manly. The first five are pretty much locked in. Saab and Turbo are 22 each coming into this week. Oh. Four grand on the line. Oh, Maddie, that's a bet and a half. It's a great bet. That's a great fucking bet, dude. That's a great... Those three tries from Turbo must have... Yeah, Saab's try at the end was good. And Saab dropping over the line was not good. No. Saab had a couple. He had a couple that fucking... Well, the one... The drop over the line was obviously... But that was the thing of that Manly game. It was so frustrating to watch. It was a, it was a frustrating game. It was a frustrating game to watch. But that bet, Maddie, is fucking phenomenal. Also, as we, you know, uh, get on our knees for our back three, we also have to stay on our knees for our uh, leading point scorer in Ruben Garrick. He, I think, is a couple of points off the season record for a player. Regular season record. So assuming we do the Cowboys next week, he's only, I think, has him, just check it, Dave, because I'm not sure, but that couldn't be correct. Or maybe, I, th- I, I saw some players got 300, but that may be for a finals included. But um, Hazem, I think, is 288 for regular season is the record. And Ruben now, like, 280. Really? Yeah, with a game. Most points in a season. Regular season as opposed to finals included. Because there was a list and it was like Hazem. It was, they were, yeah, Hazem 342. Was that including final series? It must be because they only had Hazem at 288 last, yesterday on Fox. 288, right. It says Hazem, 16 tries, 139 goals. Can you go regular season? Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Ruben becomes the first player in premiership history to score over 100, to kick over 100 goals and score over 20 tries or 20 tries or more. Yeah, it does say Hazem El Masri that same year, 2004, regular season, 288 points. There you go. And Ruben's on 280. Something like that, yeah. Probably score three tries this weekend. Or just kick four goals, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, easy. Easy done. Easy money. But first player ever to kick 100 goals, score 20 tries. The man's a fucking animal. He's a record breaker. The man's a fucking animal. And he's hot. And he's hot as shit. And he's... Look, I don't want to point it out, but Manly haven't lost since we sent on the punters and dribblers hats. I just, you know, that's all I'm saying. Manly haven't lost. All right, so Lewis Hamilton. Um, yeah, I know him. Yeah, so... I'll just start reading the article. It says, Lewis Hamilton has been traumatised for life by a toilet cubicle incident at the Belgian Grand Prix. The reigning world champion just happened to be on live TV with the audio of his team's radio being broadcast around the world when he revealed his frightening pre-race trip to the can. Um, 
frightening. Yeah, Hamilton was hopping into his Mercedes just minutes before the scheduled start of the race on Monday morning when he shared his disgust at somebody dropping a bomb inside his trackside toilet. Um, I'm glad I went to the toilet, the one I went to. Someone had dropped a crazy bomb in there, he said. It's the worst thing ever. It's going to haunt me for life. <laughs> oh, my God. And then what, so they didn't get rid of it? I don't know. So there's well, a little bit of audio here. This might explain They must have left it there. Well, they've either left the shit in there or the smell lingered. Smell can linger, can't it? Like you could go into a toilet and someone's just fucking... A hundred percent. Especially in a... In but a, I like think... A, what is it? A, a fucking demountable shit. Yeah, but reading between the lines, I reckon they might have left it in there. Left it to brew. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> this right. sounds like sabotage. Yeah. He didn't win either. No, and he had a go at like F1 after the race, which people were saying, well, maybe he was in a shit mood because... Yeah, he came in too close contact with shit. Anyway, Listen. this is the audio from his car. I'm glad I went to the toilet. But the one I went to, someone had dropped a crazy bomb in there. It was the worst thing ever. <laughs> the pros and cons of this. It's going to haunt me for life. I'm glad I went to the <laughs> yeah, toilet. That, that was it. The pros and cons? The pros and cons of what? Well, I think he was busting to go to the toilet. And he was like, he was like I'm glad I went, but someone had dropped a fucking... Right, 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 I'm right. with you. And it also says in the article, which could be exciting, that they've been filming the whole Drive to Survive series. So when that gets released, there may be a more in-depth look at the poo incident. Yes. Oh, like maybe they go in there and they interview the poo. They may well interview the poo. Maybe that's why it was left in there. To be interviewed. To be, yeah, well, it's like, listen, you know, it's one of the stars of the new season is this turd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, uh, that sounds gross. Who's Again, winning the Formula One championship? Uh, Verstappen? I don't know. I'm just saying it. Apparently last night's Grand Prix was fucking weird as well. I don't know why. Um, Hamilton's ahead at the moment. Well, there you go. Of course um, he he's like, what? Eight points ahead of Verstappen. Is he close to the GOAT in Formula One? Well, if he wins this season, he will go past Schumacher for right. for most. For most, yeah. They're equal at the moment. Right. So you would have to based on numbers alone, he's the GOAT. Yeah, right, okay. Um purists may argue differently, but I mean that's I'm for sure them to argue. Yeah, that's for people who are like rev heads who are like, no, but he can't drive as well. Senna's the best. Okay, dude. Hey, hey, okay, dude. Oi. Sure. All right. Sure. Sure, dude. Uh, Dave. Yes. You said to me while Eddie was off in the little boy's room that Usain Bolt of uh, Central Coast Mariners fame has released an album? Uh, not just yet, but is oh. releasing one on Friday. An album? An album of musical songs. Move over, Kanye. What songs? Take a back so, seat, Donda. Um, it's a dancehall album, which is like a Jamaican kind of Caribbean style, which is like reggae, but more upbeat and more like dance clubby. Okay. Um, you'll probably hear a bit of it. Basically, it's a collaboration between him and a guy called NJ, who's... Nugent Walker, who's Bolt's manager and like childhood friend. Right. Um, okay. It's in 2010, Bolt appointed NJ as his executive manager to manage his business and personal affairs. So they've been working together for a while. They've released they've released a few singles. Yeah. But on Friday, they are dropping their album. That's called Country Utes. Utes with a Y. Right. Y U. That must mean yep. uh, Is he singing on this thing? Um, I'm not sure. But he has, we'll hear in the song, but he has said his aim is to win a Grammy. 
He said that's his end goal. Of course it is. But well, you got to respect Usain because he always aims for the stars. Fucking oath you like do. Like when he was like, I want to play football for Manchester United, having never played really. It's well, like, okay, th- there's sure. probably an element though that comes from being like the absolute fucking greatest. But if you're the quickest man to have ever lived... Then and, nothing's and out of the your reach. And you're the greatest, like, uh, you're the greatest track and field star of all time. Nothing's like, out of your reach. Nothing. Or at least that's the mindset you have because that's but, the mindset because, that no, but it's such, that's such a flex to be like, I am the quickest man ever in the history of man. That is yeah. a flex. But, like, if someone, if you were to be like, I want to play for Manchester United, you're like, you're right, oh, fuckhead. But, like, if you're Usain Bolt, it's kind of like, well, I mean, it could be. Yeah, I get it. I can't hear anything you do. Neither. No, 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 I haven't started it yet. Oh, it's weird that it's playing. Oh, shit. Hang on. Uh, why can't we hear? Give me a sec. It might have to come through the TV speakers. That's all right. Yeah. As long as I can hear it. Well, just... T- the TV's muted, though, right? Yeah. So you just got to unmute the TV and then yeah, play it. That'll be right. Yeah, I was trying to get it through the headphones, but I think... But you might still be able to. Because okay. if it's playing on the TV, but the TV is muted... All right, let's see how we go. No. Tom doesn't know what he's talking about. Of course you don't. Um, That should surprise no one. No, it shouldn't really. I mean, you all saw me boxing. So. Love this. Oh, the fucking. Mm, Still no sound, I don't think. Handshake at the start. Is the TV, have you got the TV remote? Yeah. Oh, wait, the sound. Hang on, the sound remote's a different remote. There you go. I was fucking right. Thank you. Come on. Let's see here. Let's see. I'm warming up my fucking come on hand. Okay, maybe I'm not. But the TV. I feel like it's going to come through the TV. But it may not. Yep. I was right. Eddie was right. I'm still coming on. Just some hotties walking there. Look at this. Oh, oh you saying I'm going to get Yeah, him. fuck yeah. I'm pretty sure he's married. Is he? I find some these music videos, if they're filmed on too high too like high quality a camera, it looks worse. Yes, it does. Looks too good. Yeah. It looks It's like four K, fucking 8K, whatever it is. It's just like it's too much. But basically if you can hear it in the background, look, I don't, I'm not mad at the music. It, I'd love to just sort of be out of lockdown in the summer and have this playing at this beach party with a lot of Jamaican women. Uh, what do, what do, you, do you think it's an early Grammy shout? Tom? Well, I fucking look. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, a selector, but it's certainly. If Usain starts to sing, then yes. I'll look at him going down. He'll need to start dip. singing. He'll need yeah, to start. singing. He's going to need to sing if there's any Grammys going around. Jesus. Can we... It's too high quality. It's too high quality. Pouring beer on chicks' asses. Turn it down a bit as well. This is how we party. Oh, God. That's... This is basically just Usain's life, I reckon. Yeah, I'd say so. But it's... It's a pretty lame video clip, if I can be honest. Oh, pretty lame, you reckon? Yeah. yeah. It's, um, you'd almost, you'd almost go a step further, I reckon. Yeah. And say very. It's horrendous. Yeah. 
No offense. No offense to Usain, who obviously we consider a close personal <laughs> friend. This is, but I mean, but so Usain's not doing shit here. Well, Usain's not singing. He's which, just going down slippery dips. It's almost like he's just trying to help his mate launch a music career. That's exactly what it is. All right, turn this shit off, Dave. G'day, boys. Just listening to the fucking podcast. We keep talking about Dugs being a wild boy with this yes home and this Bathurst. Fuck me, dead. Yet home, Bathurst. It's a hard T and there's no earth. You know better than that, boys, but Dave, fuck you, honestly. Now, well, we, we got about three different calls saying that we pronounced yet, yet home wrong. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, that's fine. Yet home. No one fuck it. Like, only someone from yet home is going to be upset about the pronunciation of yet home because no one else knows what the fuck it is. Uh, Bathurst. What's wrong with the way we're saying Bathurst? They're probably Bathurst? We're not saying Bathurst. Or are they saying it should be Bathurst? It's Bathurst. Relax. And if we said Bathurst, who cares? Say whatever you want. But if you're trying to tell me it's Bathurst, I'm telling you to fucking chill. And Yetholm, I prefer. I prefer Yetholm as well. Yetholm is... Got, sounds it, way better. Yetholm's got a ring to it. It also sounds classier than Yetholm. Yetum. Um, But shout out to Yetholm. Oh, I was talking to my old man. Shout out to him. And he was like... he was Chili like, boy. Yeah, he goes, I think that motel might be there for other reasons. Like hookers. Yeah, that's sort of the vibe I was... That's the vibe I was getting. <laughs> like you rent by the hour, not the day sort of thing. Why not? And then you've just got the server right next to you if you need to go and get some chips and chocolate, you mm, know. Some rubbers. Some rubbers. Siggies. Yeah. I bought Siggies on the weekend. I don't smoke, obviously, but I bought some. Why'd you buy them? To go with my vegan cigarettes. Mm. And you bought a deck? Yeah. Ooh. What'd you get? Melbourne Gold. Oh, mate. Did you pump one? That's like half my paycheck. No, 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 I didn't have one. Did you feel like having one? No, I don't. But there'll be a time when I will, and I'll probably get a head spin so big that I'll collapse. But no, I don't feel like cigarettes. Good for you, mate. Thank you so much, everyone. All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, Yama, Tom and Eddie, Dior Dave, the punters, and come on! The dribblers, Nilsa and Nova Castrian. Uh, just going to try and get this in very quick before the 90 seconds. Um, disappointing for the podcast co-hosting role with the all day. Uh, bit of experience working radio with SCA, as Tom would know, as uh, the famous Triple M and Today FM hit network here in Newcastle. Uh, yeah, done a bit of work with my own podcast. I won't release the name on air because I haven't paid for any sponsorships and I don't want to get in any bad books. But yeah, I feel like me and Dior, we got we have some great chemistry together. I wouldn't always agree. Sorry, I don't always agree with the stuff Dior says, but that doesn't mean I don't like him. I respect the fuck out of him. I feel like the content we could produce, Dave, would be out of this world. You just saying political stuff from the newspaper or whatever and me just completely disagreeing with you. Not saying I'm right wing because I don't even know what right wing or left wing means. So, and feeling like for the artwork of the uh, podcast, I feel like because I'm 197 centimetres and you're four foot tall, I feel like we could reenact the um, Arthur Summons Norm Proven Trophy. Like, I know 
Tom and Eddie can take me and you down to the local park. We'll get all muddy and get a couple of shoulder pads and we can start walking up, walking off the park and get a couple of photos and, yeah, we'll come up with a name, etc. then. But uh, if you're interested, Dave, let us know. We can do a two-week podcast, two episodes, and see how we go. Uh, up the night. Love you, boys. Um, yeah, be soon. Pepsi Max soon. I, I thought of, when I thought of the artwork of the Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger in Twins. Yeah. That's what I thought. But I didn't mind where he went with the... Uh, Proven Summons. No, 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 I don't mind that either. Uh, the podcast that he didn't want to mention of his is called What's New in the Castle, I believe. That's Neil Novocastrian. Go give it a listen. Neil So, a big, big fucking personality on this show. You know what huge. I mean? Huge. He's a dribbler personality. He's a huge personality. Dribbler fame. Not everyone achieves dribbler fame. But he has. Neil So has. So everyone go check out Neil What's so. New in the Castle. Give him a like. Subscribe five stars. Um, Dave and Neil's on a podcast. Don't know how I feel about it. Don't know. How Don't do you know. feel about it, Dave? Yeah, I mean, I'd be open to it. Oh, you would? Yeah. I feel like we might cop a bit of shit for being the Turncoat podcast, but besides from that, I reckon we'll be all right. Well, maybe that's what the podcast would be. It wouldn't be politically aligned at all. It'd be more about you two being Turncoat. turncoat it, it would just be, shit. we have to start, like, the first week and say some shit, but then every week after that, we go back and say the opposite of what we said the week before. Just flip-flop, wishy Or just, like, how to navigate the world as a Turncoat by yeah. Neil So and Dave. And Dave. My life is a turncoat. My life, it's sort of like a memoir of your life of yeah. fucking memoirs of a turncoat. Yeah, memoirs of a turncoat. Look, I don't, know, I don't know how. I, look, look, is there much appetite for that sort of thing? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. I certainly don't think that I'm going to be like do it on your own time, basically, if you want to give it a crack. Uh, and if it's good, great. But it better be good immediately, otherwise. We won't be putting the might of the Hallows War brand behind it. <laughs> of the Shane Keith production. PTY LTD. The might of Shane Keith Productions behind it. It just won't happen. But obviously we're happy to, you know, try and unearth new talent. Yeah. Dave and, Dave and Nilsa. Yeah. Turncoats are us. Look, leave it with us. Leave uh, it with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Tom, Eddie, Earl. Gabby Dribbler here. Uh, just listening to 288 episode, mate, and uh, just had a thought. Wouldn't it be great to send Dave out on a labouring day? Your Dave, Dave's labourer. Send him become a brickie for the day, concrete as labourer. Just get him in the fucking thick of it, you know what I mean? That would be funny. Everyone's going to do a labour day. Could be good for the gram. Let us know what you think. Also, Dave, I'm dirty on you. You didn't let me know how you smoke a bug. Anyway, drink soon. Gaze me down. If we could... Any Sydney, like, foreman out there in the eastern suburbs... We want to give him a day's crack where we could film it. Yeah. Have you ever laboured before, Dave? No, nah, never. Never? Never. Need to get your white card. We could arrange that. Yeah, I've heard that's not too hard. White card's easy. I've had mine, and you don't no. have to renew it. That's what's crazy. No, no, but we all need to get it. No, I know, but what we I... We need to get you some steel caps. We'll get him some steel get caps, there. get him a high-vis top, get him all <laughs> oversized. You mean I shouldn't wear red jeans and a button-up shirt? Nah, bruh. Not unless you want to fucking really stand out for the wrong reasons. Uh, let me tell you, you do not want to do that. You do not want to do that. Nor do you want to wear high-vis on a residential site because there's no need. 
Um, leave your hard hat in the bag. Leave your hard hat. I'm glad I can learn from all the mistakes that have been made by you. Yeah, that's it. You paved the way. I've trod the path so that you don't have to. But I like the idea of a Labor Day. D or Dave. Yeah. On site with D or Dave. Dave's Labor Day. Yeah. And you're just fucking pushing barrows all day. Labor Dave. Labor Dave. Unskilled. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Fucking unskilled. So if you are a foreman in the Sydney Eastern Suburbs region and you don't mind us filming for a day, then please reach out and we're going to get Dave down for a fucking... And you've got to flog him, basically. And Dave, yeah. we might even, like... Surely our resident plumber, fucking Ironside, would have some shit work coming up. Oh, you want him plumbing. Oh, on the poo. <laughs> on the poo. I've actually, I've had my fair few dealings with poo being a glassy and cleaning up toilets at Beach Road. So poo, I'm not too afraid of. Oh, I'm dude. probably less afraid of poo than I am of like just really hard, hard work. work. That's yeah. You want him doing hard work, not poo work. You want him fucking carrying awkwardly sized things. Speaking of poo, Evie shit for the first time outside of her nappy all through the fucking house and walked it all through the house. We took her nappy off. In the morning, like, did her to change it. But sometimes I get nappy rush. So you like, let him just run around and get a bit of air. And she went into her room and then just came back out and there was shit all down her legs and she was stomping shit all through the carpet. And we were like, ah. So I had to go and she just left. So she's it. done back-to-back shits? Or you just left the nappy no, off the for nappy, too long? No, the nappy after night was just like she'd been, she'd wee-weed in it. So you just change that after the night. Like, the first thing you do when she wakes up, change the nappy. Um, and then just let her have a bit of a run around without the nappy on. That's not even something we do every t- all of the time. It was just like we just did it. Shits on the carpet in her room, steps on it, also has it down her leg, steps it into our room through our carpet and all over her fucking pyjamas. And then it's like just chaos, panic mode, fuck. Having to pick her up and she's like a bit embarrassed but kind of like doesn't really care but it's like oh whoops i've shit and then we have to like take her into the shower and then i've just gone fuck all right i've just got to get in the shower with her so then i'm just there just like just i'm covered in shit just washing it off her and she's just sort of giggling and then steph's like scrubbing it out of the carpet fucking chaos anyway that's not what we want dave to be doing in the poo realm we want dave hard day seven on site at 6.30, start at 7, hard work till Smoko, sit there, play on your phone, don't talk to anyone at Smoko, eat your fucking food, back to work, through to lunch. You'll be fucking dying for lunch by the time it comes around. You'll be like, fuck me, watching the clock. Lunch will roll around. Again, what is it, an hour? If you're lucky, might be half an hour on some sites, half Dave. Hour. Well, I got an hour sometimes. Half an hour. Um, get through to 3.30 and then... They'll spring an extra half an hour on you. Yeah. Just to keep you really just honest. Just to keep you honest. And then you'll be asleep by fucking six o'clock. Up it's fucking... And then the alarm goes off at six. Yep. All over again. All over again. Five days a week. That's what you have to look forward to, though. Yep. But you'll get paid well for the day. That sounds brutal. <laughs> yeah. And we'll make sure it's a hard day. Reach out, Foreman. Let's move on. G'day, boys. A lot of chiming on the cat versus possum debate. And um, after owning a cat for about 12 or so years, um, after finding numerous dead possums left on my doorstep 
by said cat as a sign of absolute fucking dominance. It's safe to say I'd definitely choose a cat. And I'll like make a new comparison, maybe not of Israel versus Palestine, but um, of Manly versus Parramatta in round 22, because just like the Eels, those possums didn't stand a fucking chance, if I'm perfectly honest. Anyway, beer soon. Have a good one. Yeah, but look, maybe we were too quick to put the, the possum as the apex in that situation. I don't know. Is the possum the A-side or is the is the cat? I believe in cats, certainly. Like, I believe in a cat's potential to be an A-side in this boxing bout. Well, it depends on the cat, right? It does. And the possum. And the possum. Possums and cats Age both come in all shapes and sizes. I guess that's sort of like some the tail are, of the tape. Some fucking, some possums are war-ready, some cats are war-ready. Some are soft as butter. Just depends. If you're a city cat, like if you're an apartment city cat, it's safe to say you're probably going to get gat, like absolutely rolled by a by a wild possum. But if you're a country cat, spends a lot of time on, outdoors. Reared on tank water. You know, gets in biffs. Yeah. Like I'm, Learned the hard way, come from nothing. Yeah. Then you're a fucking big shout, I reckon. Yeah, you're a big shout. But if you're a if you're a if you're a spoilt cat, possum because there's no spoilt possums out there. No, not generally speaking. No. They're not. They've got to grind and graft. Yeah, possums are grinding no matter what. Whereas cats, I mean, they get fucking fed every day. Possum yeah. gotta go looking for that feed. Yeah. So that's why we said possums are the O side. Now that doesn't mean that your cat isn't a motherfucker who likes to tear Scrap. shreds off off young possums. Possums that are up to it. Yeah. But I still back the possum, the native, to get the job done. There you go. I'm camp, I'm camp native. You're camp native, camp possum. I'm not sure. I'm a bit of a fence sitter at this point um, because I do, as I said, I believe in the cat. But fuck me, man. Possums have got some claws on them. Who's quicker? Have to be a cat. Possum may be more versatile in the trees, but cat along the ground. Possums better climbers. Cat better stealth. Probably got a better bite on it. Do you see more dead possums? Or you see, you probably see more dead possums than cats. Yeah, but that's. But not, is that is that that's not that's like getting hit by a car? Probably. I don't think it's like I don't think it's just purely gang warfare between mm. cats and possums. Hard to say. Be easier if they left some sort of mark on them. Yeah, <laughs> like a chalk outline, but of a cat. Yeah, exactly. Or like at least some sort of like calling card. Yeah, a calling card. Like just leave. If cats started leaving a business yeah. card on top of the dead yeah. possum, that would make it easier. It'd for make everyone. it a lot easier for us to track the murder rate. And the ratio of possum to cat. Anyway, it's a great question. Let's move on. Hey, lads. Hope you're well. Um, I just wanted to touch on a few things in construction just regarding the big days. You know, you got your, you got your fucking big union rally marches. You got your topping off ceremonies where they pour the last slab. You have a barbecue with the builder, you know. But I'll tell you a fucking big day. This can't is wearing a fucking VB hard hat with a matching VB face mask. I'm not copping it. Cheers, boys. I'm confused. I'm, I have, I'm so confused. Is this a conversation we've had before, or is this... I think it might just be in reference to the general construction site and you being a bit of a big day on the construction site chat. He's saying these are like... But when did... Did we have that last week? This is, it, is feeling like a lot of construction chat. Uh, I, don't yeah, I don't know. D- did we have any big day on the on the worksite chat? I'm all at sea here. I don't know. Well, I apologise if I've forgotten, but I've got yeah, no idea what you're I talking I apologise to that gentleman who is telling us about a VB hat and a VB mask. 
Who was wearing that? I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm confused. I'm confused. I think that we, we say to that young gentleman, thank you so much for your contribution. We really appreciate you getting in touch. But have no idea what you're talking about. I think he was just asking, like, have you seen a big day like someone on a, on a construction site? Right. Well, I mean, is. I... I was shot at by my foreman with a nail gun. That was pretty big. So he, so he's saying his his big day experience is a guy wearing a VB face mask yeah. and VB hard hat. Try getting shot at with a nail gun and trying to get forced to work with asbestos without any pr- protective gear. I told the guy to get fucked. That's so funny. He shot at you with a nail gun. Yeah, <laughs> almost hit me, bro. Whiz past my head. I think I've told the story on here before. You've told me personally. I remember that. Um, But yeah, that was a big day. And I just walked straight off the site. Thank you. I'm out of here. And the foundations of the apartment was in Ramwick. It was done so dodgily. The whole operation was so fucking dodgy that the foundations were all cracking. And so he was reinforcing it with blocks of wood. (laughs) That was how he almost shot me with a nail gun. Uh, But thank you for your uh, contextually ambiguous... Uh, laboring chat. Let's move on. I got a piss. Yeah, g'day, fellas. Just knocked off work, going to get a ice cold case of blokes. Uh, I just wanted to bring up something that hasn't been talked about nearly enough. Ah, just the sorry. fact that Tom calls his parents by their first names. Am I the only one who thinks that's fucking weird? Uh, it just reeks of France, dance, France, San Pellegrino. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it's called. Tom, pull your socks up, mate. Um, um, how do you respond? I do call my parents by their first names, but I also call them mum and dad, but I certainly do. Only recently have I realised how fucking offensive it is because Evie started calling me Tom, and I'm like, oh, my God, this sounds fucking horrible. And she only does it because she mimics... Everything and Steph will call me Tom, but Steph will be like calling out to me like Tom. So when Evie starts going Tom, Tom, and I'm like, holy shit, it's Dad, Evie, it's fucking Dad. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why, just habit. But I don't know if calling your parents by their first name is being reared on San Pellegrino and like you know hoity-toity. I think that's just me being a fucking idiot. I think I if, think if you call your parents Mummy and Daddy, Daddy, then that's a bit more that's hoity-toity. Father, yeah. Mummy and daddy's Mummy very and daddy hoity-toity. Very like pommy. I think they like English aristocracy call their mums mummy and daddy and shit. I think that's like No, I think they do. I think that's just what I'm saying. Do. Yeah, no, I know, but like actually doing that is fucking bizarre. It's very odd. Um, but listen, dude, I understand that it's uh that's angered you somewhat. I would say that I'm getting my comeuppance through my own child. So Fate has a funny way of you know, karma. turning the tables, karma. Probably more karma. Yeah, right? it's karma more than fate, but that's all right. David, Thomas, oh, this guy. Edward, Ken from Kensington here. I couldn't help but to chime in in regards to the whole rhetoric surrounding one of my favorite secluded locations I frequent to when I get up to some of my risque business. Oh, yes. I'm talking about the one and only Yethal Motorin. Now, it was reported that peptide-pushing prince of the Shire, Joshua Dugan, was en route to, and I quote, feed some animals. But it wasn't reported what animals in question he was referring to. (laughs) Oh, 
yes. I was that filthy animal shackled up in one of the master suites on offer by the generous people you throw motor in. Now to hear my doogie boy was intercepted by the New South Wales police force and sent on his way back to Sydney, in turn squandering my evening's entertainment, had me left feeling a little sexually frustrated. Being the pona pill popping cowboy I am, dosed up on the good shit from Pilot, I needed to let off some steam, so I enlisted the help of dribbler extraordinaire Nilso the Novicastrian. The way he grips that fireman's hose as he saturates everything in his path. Oh my, let me tell you, Dale, that signed calendar came in the mail this week, and it certainly stimulated old Kenny boy over here. Much so to the fact that I came in a mail of my own. Kenny boy out. Okay, okay. Ken, Ken strikes again. Ken from Kensington. Look, I mean... I'm going to take it as a comment. I don't know what else to. I don't know what to say to old Keno from Kensington. Oh, it's a comment. It's a statement, really. It's a statement. He was left in the in the Yatholm motor in, shackled, shackled, <laughs> waiting for Joshy Dukes, <laughs> who never came. Good lord! All right, let's move on. <laughs> Fuck you, Dave. Fuck you. Fuck the storm. Storm never. Para forever. That boys. Is a famous win, famous, famous win. Fuck you. Yep, I think that's fair. Fuck you, Dave. Yeah. Um, Parrot, Parrot did look good. I, we didn't really talk about it. Like they actually did look fucking good. Obviously, the storm were off, but Parrot, Mitch Moses played really well. Their forwards were fucking mean. They look good. Look yeah. really good. Obviously, one game doesn't maketh the season, but fuck you, Dave. Yep, got to take your licks. You got to take them. Tom and Eddie, Eddie and Tom, dear Dave, fucking lol, what did you make of that? What do you call that? You've just served up. You've gone, you've gone out for a breakfast. You've ordered the big breakfast, and the storm has sent you out a wholemeal piece of bread with a cracked open egg yolk fried to the shit out. What was that? Harry Grant <laughs> passing the ball forward for dummy half and you think he's one of the best hookers in the game? Are you a fucking joke? Up the Parramatta seal. Fuck Manly. <laughs> Let's get the fuck on board the Parramatta seal train. Let's Seals. fucking go. Fuck you, dear Dave. You have nothing to say because you are weak. You are weak. Back to your corner. Did the double ideas. Thanks for nothing. You are useless. Up to seal. I mean, I don't know what he... <laughs> Seep fried to the shit out. That was funny. But he, like, we didn't lose. Like, you and I. He's talking to Doug. No, but he's like, fuck you, Tom and Eddie. I'm like... Well, I think being a para fan, that's just a general turn of phrase. For yeah, them. that's true. They're just trying to get it back on over us because we keep saying this we shit. We bag them out. I get it. I, do you know what I did? You know that guy, the guy who said that he wouldn't, um, <laughs> who he wouldn't buy our merch because we were bagging out Parramatta too much. He eventually came around, like, because we were just. I was like, dude, fucking relax. But he would just leave a comment on. He's left a comment on like every post we've probably put up on IG for like maybe the last three or four weeks, just 
All he does is just spam us with Parramatta shit. So just after they won, I just muted him so he couldn't leave any celebratory fucking parachute. I was like, sucked in, you dead shit. He's like, just been, this is his time to actually gloat. And it's just like, nah, mute. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, God. Sucked in. Yeah, g'day, Tom, Eddie, Kill Dave. Uh, look, it's a shampoo dribbler here. Um, I just was hoping for some advice. Now, I listen to all of your advice, you boys. Smart man. Everything that you tell me, I take as absolute truth. And uh, since you guys mentioned it on the previous podcast, I have not washed my hair with any shampoo or conditioner. And I've got to say, my hair's getting fucking dirty. Uh, I want to know, is there like, like I know like with marathon runners and stuff, there's like a wall that you kind of got to break through or whatever. Is it is the same thing going for the hair? Because like every time I'm in the shower, I fucking run my hand through my hair and I think, fuck me, my hair is dirty. I look down at the shampoo bottle and I think, no, nah, fuck you shampoo. But you now I'm, I'm trying to lose a battle here. I need to know. Any advice would be appreciated. Beers soon, shampoo never. I guess it depends how long his hair is. Because, I mean, if you've got long, like, ponytail hair, then you should be washing it. But, yeah, it depends how long it is. If you've just a, got normal run-of-the-mill Tom and Eddie you just got you got you got to wet it morning and night. Wet it properly, wet it true. Yeah. Um, and there will, there, will, there will come a time where you turn a corner. And, and the go, oil And the oil... Which has got back to natural levels starts to reign supreme. Starts to uh, uh, break down dirt. Regulate the fucking the hair. It'll regulate. Yeah. Oh, it'll regulate. It's like if you've ever grown a beard and there's an itchy phase that you can push through. That's where I, I've pushed through the itchy phase on my beard. It's also like when you break up with someone. Usually, when you get dumped, and for a period of time, it feels like it will never stop hurting. <laughs> You're in absolute hell. And then one day you wake up and you're like, why did I even give a fuck? Mm. And you're back. It's like that with hair. So you just wait and you wait. And you wait. And then you wake up one day and you go, oh, whoops, is my hair looking fucking beautiful? Thicker, fuller, more, more luscious, luscious, more voluminous. That's what it's about. Just have, I just, have I just given the proverbial fucking up you to... To big shampoo, yeah, yeah, and I've won the battle. Yep. I got to say, I also haven't washed my hair since you guys mentioned it, and my hair is great. There you go. And it feels smooth. There's still a little bit of dandruff, but if anything, less than I had before. Dandruff, like dandruff is a dandruff is a byproduct, right? Yeah. Like dandruff will happen. I have psoriasis, so I get it anyway. But like, you can use Head and Shoulders, which mm. is like basically just stripping fucking skin off your scalp. And then it's like, oh, you're going to need to use head and shoulders again because your skin's coming back. Like, just let the oils take care of it. If a bit of fucking skin flakes off your head, like... No, but the oils, generally speaking, the oils will take care of it. Yeah, but also, like, skin flakes off every part of your body because skin flakes off. It's just that it probably gets caught in your hair because it's got to get, like, if it's just coming off your arm, it just flies off into the, into the ether. On your head, it's got to... Get out of, especially if you've got hair like Eddie and I and Dave. It's got a lot of hair to get through. Let the oils take care of it. Let the oils take care of this thing. Fuck big shampoo.
G'day, para fans, non-para fans. Just a reminder, got to take your licks, Dave, fucking turncoat. How's not beating the record? Suck a fat one, mate. Manly's going to beat you in the grand final anyway. Yep. Pains me to say it. Eat a dick, Dave, you fucking turncoat. Up those fucking heels. Just remember, if you are feeling upset, all you got to do is get on one right knee and just give it a big, come on! Catholic school dribbler. Yep. Eat a dick, Dave. There you go. Yep. I'd agree with that. Got to yep. take your licks. I'd Although, agree with all of the above. Yep. A bit rich saying like, oh, how's not beating the record? Like, oh, how's getting the record? I don't, well, yeah, I don't see Nah, nah. Eat also. a dick, Dave. Eat a dick. Right. You didn't beat it, though. Well, we're saving that for next year. Hey, boys. Uh, Rugby League Guru Dribbler here. Uh, I just finished watching the Panthers taking on the DMC Tigers. And, of course, two nut truckers scoring the first try. And uh, it made me think about the hot topic that we haven't talked about for a while, city versus country. I wanted to know who's on your Mount Rushmore of city versus, city versus country nut truckers, of course, uh, where the best part-time footballers, part-time tradies, uh, immortalise themselves and separate themselves from the rest. Mount Rushmore of City vs. Country. Who's, uh, who's getting a feature on there, boys? That's a tough one. Shout out to the Rugby League Guru. Hell of an IG page if you're not already following it. I assume you are. Uh, he also does the... Uh, he's done a couple of those shows with Kempi as well. He has. Uh, look, I think Lance Thompson walks... Walk up, start, rest in peace, Lance. But he is one of the great nut truckers of our time and a stalwart, a city country stalwart. I wish they brought city country back. They probably will, dude. It's like the voice and Big Brother and shit. They have a couple of years off and they go, you know what would be a good idea? Let's bring back fucking... City country. City country. Let's bring back fucking the voice. Let's bring back Big Brother, but we'll do it differently. They don't do it differently. They'll just bring it back and then people... Well, will they sort of do it differently. It's like a twist. That's what I but mean. But it's a small it's twist. It's a small twist. Uh, Lance Thompson certainly up there. John Morris. I know he's not a nut trucker, but I think he played. He played three hundred games, so you kind of have to um, give him. Dave, Who's played the most city country games? Can you go to yeah, city I'm country? I'm trying to yeah. find. It's pretty tough. It doesn't it doesn't sort by. That's what I like things. about in a weird way. City country. There's just. Statistics I don't find have ever been that readily available for the format. No, which is a problem, right? Okay, so here we go. Most city country matches are on eight. You got Paul Sirenen, Bang. Andrew Eddinghausen, Steve Menzies. Yeah, okay. Well, they were all national players. Then on seven, you got Braithen Astor, Laurie Daly, Brad Fittler, Ryan Hoffman, Glenn Lazarus. Again, mm, this is back when city yeah. country mattered. Then you're getting like some better names like Ben Cray... Um, ben still played for the country and yeah. for the state. I mean, Des Hasler nah, played country, six. state. Where have we got Andrew Ryan? Yeah. Tarek Sims also played for his state. Uh, Surely, motherfuckers, you actually, to yeah. be honest, the less games you the played, less game you, played you probably almost need to have played one. One, to, one to three games <laughs> of city country. Keep going, Dave. Um, okay. Go low. How low? One we'll just game. keep rolling One to down. Two. Just keep rolling down the list. Yeah, I'll, I'll Maybe three. Yeah, three. Okay, three. You can play three. But also, three. like, if you're a name, you're a name. So just keep rolling down. We'll tell you. Um, Greg Bird, Preston Campbell, nope. Todd Carney, Jason Croker, Wayne Collins, Les Davidson, Jonathan Docking, Paul Dunn, Jim Dimmock, Michael Ennis, Craig Field, Andrew Feeder, Keith Galloway, Kurt Gidley, Matt Gidley, 
Keith uh, Galloway is not a bad one, but he has also played for the country. Keith Michael Gar- Gordon, Ryan Hinchcliffe. Yeah. Uh, John Hopawati, Jamal Idris, Josh Jackson. Um, Andrew Johns played three. There you go. Jason King, Matt King, Tom Leroy Lars, Chris Lawrence, Cliff Lyons, Josh McCrone. Josh McCrone's Josh a good McCrone, one. That's a good one. He's chucked plenty enough. Uh, Filetti Matteo, Trent Merrin. Um, Filetti could do it. Luke, Luke O'Donnell. Luke um, O'Donnell was an animal. Yeah, Matt Orford, Luke Patton, Tyron Peachy, Mitchell Pierce, Nathan Peets, Ben Pomeroy, <laughs> Michael Potter, Anthony Quinn. Brett Rodwell, Luke Rooney, Jason Riles, Mark Sargent, Bo Scott. Mark Sargent's a good one. Jason Stevens, Steve Simpson, Glenn Stewart, Jason Taylor, Aidan Tolman. Aku, Tolman? Yeah, Aku Uate, Trent Waterhouse, um, <laughs> Jason Alchin, John Allenson, Mitch Orbison, Luke Bailey, Trent Barrett, Robbie Beckett, Jack Bird, Nathan Blacklock, Jamie Bura. Yeah, all right, okay, yeah, fuck this. Right. <laughs> all, there's a few in there. There's a few Take in your there. pick. Take your pick. <laughs> take, take your pick. We could be here all day. <laughs> yeah. Take your pick. I started to think that might have been alphabetical order. I was like, oh, Jesus, we could be here forever. All right. Take your pick. Tom, Eddie, uh, whoever the fuck else needs a good day. Uh, it's the crying tiger here. Uh, long time, no speak. Um, I was just calling to sign off another shit year as a Tigers fan in 2021. Um, to say that I'm not crying anymore. You know, I'm not crying anymore. I'm, I'm going to keep it positive. You know, for example, I've had plenty of time in lockdown to utilise and evolve the possibilities um, of own grip. Um, I've even I've even been working my way towards a route, I believe it or not. And, and who knows? You know, maybe one day and, uh, you know, I'm crying until I can get some. But, um, you know, I haven't been to Leichhardt in a while, so, yeah, I thought, you know, keeping it positive, so I thought I'd, you know, I've just been giving some pretty random standing O's, um, you know, I gave the mailman a standing ovation. Oh, fuck, I thought I'd just get up and give him one. That's you know, nice. He delivered the mail. You know, I stood up and fucking, you know, sent him on his way with a standing O. And, and, you know, magpie extracted a worm from the soil in my backyard. Mate, I was up. You know, I was up on, on my feet, fucking standing over the magpie. It was fucking phenomenal. I'm sure he loved it. You know, he, fucking, he fucking went and swooped me afterwards. But I'm sure he fucking loved it, you know. And So I'm just here to tell you that, you know, I'm a tiger fan. I'm going to be positive. I'm not crying anymore. You know, positivity all the way, guys, from, from this Tigers fan uh, signing off in, in 2021. Um, uh, Till I read the fucking news this week, the sort of Adam doing is a fucking ACL injury. Oh, fuck! <laughs> oh, I like that guy. Utter dribble. Utter dribble. Utter dribble. But it's the dribble that we celebrate. Yeah. we've. I mean, you get what you ask for. You get what you ask for. Um, But, yeah, I do like the idea that the Tigers fans just have to, you know, they're giving everyone standing O's because they don't like the, you know, the team's out, finals. What are you doing in off-season as a Tigers fan? It's just standing O, everyone. (laughs) Everyone. Anyone that's gone the big lift. Thank the bus driver. Bus driver, milkman, mailman, newspaper man. Mum. Mum or Miss O or husband makes a fucking lovely spag bowl. Spag bowl. You standing O. End of every COVID press conference he's watching standing at home. Standing O. Nah, fuck those. Anyway, let's move on. How many more we got? Um, those were all the ones I had starred, but there's three that's come in since last night. Sweet. G'day, boys. Uh, Tom, Eddie, and Dior. I know you guys are in lockdown along with all in New South Wales right now, so I don't want to make you too jealous, but uh, just sitting here reflecting on a 
great weekend of some good, honest, solid, live rugby league. Um, last night, Lang Park, cheeky double header. I mean, obviously saw the Broncos lose, but am I surprised anymore? Not at all. And um, seeing Melbourne lose, oh, well, that was pretty damn satisfying, actually, as two or three out of you would probably agree with. But um, today, oh, Sunday afternoon, another doubleheader of a Redcliffe Morton Daly Stadium of hopefully not so distant future NRL expansion team local ground fame. Mm. And fuck, I hope they give us those dolphins because some beautiful local atmosphere up there. Love that. Um, I mean, any patch of grass is good enough for a bit of a manly flogging, but uh, not bad at all. Anyways, thought I'd just have a dribble, but yeah, beer soon and uh, dolphins soon. Okay, so it wasn't really a question there. That was just more of a guy expressing himself. Just expressing how he feels, Tom, about about live rugby league. Yeah, the weekend, possibility yeah. that the Dolphins are going to be in the comp. Sure. Okay. Well, let's move on. Appreciate that. Hey, Tom, Eddie, fuck with Dior. Sorry. Um, yeah, I was looking on the commentators list, uh, and there's no pro manly commentators or journalists anywhere apart from Paul Vorton on Nine who rarely commentates and Johnny Gibbs on ABC. It's very disappointing. You've got multiple Paramount support like Hindy, Peter Sterling. Uh, you've got Melbourne like Cooper Croft and Cameron Smith. But just nothing with uh, nothing with Manly and it just reflects the anti-Manly that you get from a lot of commentators for example, during the Canterbury game, Andrew Voss was so anti-manly, it was ridiculous. It, it was, was ridiculous. Just disgusting to see, uh, you know. I'm glad someone said it. Defaming the name of uh, King Tommy Trebojevic. It was disgusting. So that, there needs to be an investigation into that because it's very disappointing. Anyway, see you guys. Stubby holder out. Uh, I think he raises a number of terrific points, Tom. Yeah, he does. Vossi was almost unlistenable yesterday. Yeah, that was one of the worst games I've ever heard Vossi call. Just, just uh, which is saying something. Yeah, and that's not. Look, I mean, I'm sure he's a wonderful person, and he won. I think he won the recent fucking fan poll. Obviously, it's only through Daily Telegraph, but like best commentator. I was like, what the fuck are we listening to? That's what annoys me. And look, there's no, there's no benefit to being negative here, so I feel bad. But this guy brought it up. If you listen to Vossi commentate, he doesn't need to do this, but he always tries to make it sound like you are watching a moment that has almost never happened before in the history of rugby league. Like, that might be the the most amazingly ridiculous call that I think I've ever seen in the history of the game, where it's like, wow, you, where, else would you, where else would you want to be? Like, you just don't get anything else like this ever on Fox League. You're like, dude, relax. <laughs> just call the fucking game. You're a caller. Shut just up. Just relax, dude. <laughs> call the play. I agree. And then... Call the play. The thing I've found is you get the exact opposite with most Channel 9 commentators. Like, and I, and I, I don't watch the games on 9, but sometimes when I watch the highlights, there was one a few weeks ago where I think, like, Adokard scored a hat trick. And as he's scoring his third try, they're just like talking about something that had happened a few plays earlier. And then, you know, he puts the ball down, the ref blows the whistle, 
And then, and he's like, and Adokar scored another try. There you go. Yeah. And they're just yeah, not yeah. excited at no, all. No, and that would be yeah. probably Matt Thompson. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, just going between those two. And we spoke about Matt Thompson, didn't we? I think, like, in terms of whether he would be replacing Rabs, surely not. I liked, I know, and I've said it before, I fucking work with Dan Ganane before. I like Dan Ganane. I think he's the best caller. I agree. Like, without a doubt, just easily. He has. He's been in radio, so, like, he has an opinion that's, like, he has good footy opinion, um, but he also knows his place. Like, he's not in there ramming it down your throat, but he's also not trying to be, like, this is the most amazing... This is the most amazing defence that I've ever seen in a game. Of, this might be the best. It's like, relax about all that shit, dude. Call the footy. And, he call, and he's got a good voice. That's mm. the thing. Like, first and foremost, as a caller of footy, you need a good voice. Vossi does not have a good voice. He's got a Magoo voice. Matt Thompson doesn't have a good voice. Dan Ganane, number one caller in the game, in my opinion. There's no disrespect to the other guys, although it sounds like it's disrespectful, but we're just talking about, like, the fan poll is disrespectful. Yes. If you want to go down that route. Well, it seems rigged. Anyway, Dan Ganane best, but I'm talking about... Uh, sorry, Rab's best. Everyone after Rab's. Cool. Last one. Dribblers, dribblets, Tuckman Dribbler back here, just in the uh, Royal National Park of Australia, riding my bike, and you know what it is? It's fucking swooping season. It's fucking swooping season, boys. It's fucking on. Just been done about nearly three times by one little fucking Maggie. Anyway, tickle soon. Magpies never. Be careful out there. Be careful. Swooping season. You know what swooping season coincides with? Allergies. Ah, hay fever season. Fucking and hey. it's hit me, brah. Hit me good. Hit Beta me season. Good. Beta fever. Beta Be careful fever. out there. I've got to go and get some more fucking antihistamines today when I leave here. That's my first thing. I'm glad I got reminded of that. Antihistamines. They don't even... They're like the vaccine. They aren't going to stop you from getting COVID, but they'll reduce the symptoms. Because... I'm telling you, hay fever is an absolute cunt. Eddie, is that us? That's us, baby. Shout out to all you motherfuckers. Thanks for listening. We'll be back Thursday. Could you two just not talk anymore? Partners and dribblers, just need to tell you about uh, the number one rosé ever created. That is uh, Big Day Rosé. Your boys here, obviously, Rosé Barons, amongst other things. Don't mind a rosé. Don't mind it. One that's light, in colour, dry, and fuckable. It's very fuckable. It's up for it. You know what I mean? Oh, this, mate, the rosé's up for it. Whenever you want it. Well, type thing. The the beauty of being a rosé baron is I've always got rosé on hand, which is nice. And I've always got a bottle in the fridge, just getting cold as fuck. We've always got a bottle that's cane. Cane as. Giving me eyes. Yeah, yeah. And fuck me eyes. Yeah, yeah, real fuck well, me, drink eyes. me eyes. A lingering stare. Yes. And had friends over the other night, and obviously I was like, I slipped a bottle out for everyone. Getting stares? Yeah, I was getting stares. It was sort of like whistling at me from the fridge. <laughs> Got out there, ripped the top off it, and we all enjoyed it. And I'm just like, Jesus, dude. Like, they're just, a rose doesn't get better. Still rose drinking season two, it's, in earnest. Oh, God, yeah. It's she fucking won't. hot as shit. 37, 38. They're talking 40 this week, mate. 40 degrees. Tell me that's not rosé drinking season? It is. If you Come haven't got on. any, if you haven't got any, get some. Get some now while the getting's good because the getting won't be good for much longer. Hellosport.shop. Big day rosé. Get You're it. Welcome. Get, get it down. You gob.